Welcome to The Basement Dweller With your host, Jacob Santoro A.K.A. your favorite man-child Holy shit balls! Did you guys like that as much as I did? What's going on, everybody? Thank you for turning into the bay about turning, turning. Did I say turning? Yeah. God damn it! <laughs> Podcast is ruined. Go home. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Basement Dweller episode five this week. I am joined by my longtime friend and awesome musician Aaron, and my kind of longtime friend and also musician DJ. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing good, man. Awesome. Doing well, bro. Yeah, I'm glad to have you guys on today. I'm sorry for the drive to get here. That must have been. Oh, no, it's not that bad. (laughs) It was all 101. Yeah, it was easy. I guess, dude. I feel so bad. Like, I officially just made the jump and I was just like, peace out, everyone I've come to know and love. I'm (laughs) all the way in fucking Chandler now. So I appreciate uh, you guys making the drive to come all the way over here. How's everything been for you guys? COVID life. I haven't seen. Oh, my God. I haven't seen you. Well,. I saw you at the old roomie's house, but I mean, seen you, seen you. I mean, it was your last show. When was that? Uh, what was that? That was last year in February with Gorod. Yeah, dude, we actually got to play with Gorod, God, which was really sick. Crazy. And um, fucking Arkspire, I think. It was, oh, was show. oh my god, that's. Was it that one? Nah, that wasn't that one. But no, still, Gorod, Wolf King, and Valenath. That's who it was. Valenath. Oh, I don't even know who that is. Is that? Oh, dude, that... I love them. Yeah. Fire. It's fire. That music. Feeling old, guys. I'm not really into that kind of music anymore. It's just you guys. Uh, I was a phase. You were a poser. I know. It was. It it clearly was just a phase. Uh, No, it's so weird. Like, I try. Like, I have my tried and trues. Like, I'll never get over, you know, like, Black Dolly Murder, um, Whitechapel. Um, But it's it's, it's really only, like, when I'm, like, doing the most monotonous thing. So, like, driving to get coffee (laughs) or, like, taking a shower, you know. I'm just listening to just the most heinous shit. Um... But I, I don't know, man. I just, uh, it's just not, it's not my thing anymore. I, I, I tried doing it when I was like working out, but even then, like, I feel like I'm gonna have a heart attack. Like, I feel like I'm just going way too into it. So I, I think that sometimes I, as we get older, I think we get ear fatigue from such a, from such a thing. And, um, I see why people like stop listening to it or not as much, you know? Yeah. So no, I understand. I mean, that's cool. And I mean, it's, it's cool. You know, I, I hear like a lot of like, um, you know, when, um, you know, after high, high school, I remember hearing um, like a family member of mine saying, you know, oh, well, you know, it's time to kind of grow up, you know. And I was just like, that has nothing to do with the fucking music I listen to. 100%. Right? Oh, yeah. dude, not at all. What, like, a, what a dumb thing. That's <laughs> God, grandma, you stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's weird now because while I'm at home and I'm chilling with my fiance, I'm listening to stuff that's mostly like not metal. And I think that's kind of what's helped is I tend not to listen to a lot of like the kind of shit we do. Yeah. To avoid copy sheet, copy Dude, shit. for sure. <laughs> and then just getting, like, just fucking ran through the ringer with it. Like, just overwhelmed. Like, lately, right. dude, it's like Bon Iver, fucking <laughs> Neon Trees and yeah, shit. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, that pretty much. Yeah, no, I was listening to, like, pop music, synth wave, and, right. like, lo-fi. That's interesting that you guys said that to not. Do you guys ever have, like, a fear that you're blatantly copying someone? 
Uh, oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Like we'll like we'll come up with a riff and like it's fire. It's too fire. So just to give some backstory, I totally even forgot to mention. Um, Aaron and DJ are both part of a local Arizona band called the Exiled Martyr. They've been a band since two thousand thirteen. Thirteen. Wow, that is crazy. Yeah, I have never known a local Arizona band to last that fucking long. <laughs> we ourselves, dude. Right. Like, yeah, we, we do a, like a check every time. We're like, we still want to do this, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like, a, hey, you guys still love me, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're still cool, right? That's fucking crazy, dude. Well, awesome. That's fucking sick. Everything else good? Are you working from home? Yeah. yeah. Listen, when they call me back to the office, it, they'll have to drag me out yeah. of the house. 100%. Fuck yeah. What's dope is they just announced at my job that like we can work from home permanently. And mm-hmm. I've got a husky, so that's a good thing because like when I... First got my apartment, dude. She fucking wrecked our blinds. Ugh. She wrecked the carpet. Does she do the noises? Like, the, See, she's quiet <laughs> as fuck. She doesn't make any sound. She's like Ghost from Game of Thrones because she only, like, Aaron can attest to this. She will only yep. howl if she's excited. Otherwise, she makes no fucking sound. And it sound. is like the softest howl <laughs> that I've heard. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that one. Dude, I hear some of those, you watch those videos of just like the Huskies going berserk. Screaming. Do they scream for like 20 minutes? It's like, you a fucking retard or what? Come on, dude. That, that's <laughs> fucking crazy i just i had one when i was a little kid that's uh that right there that's my dog harley but i think as like if i was my dad i'm surprised that i kept that dog i got so fucking loud uh, how's your doge going man it's to the fucking moon that's to let the moon. me tell you man. are you investing oh dude i'm i'm iffy with shit like that because i got oh, family and finances and stuff man. so like Man, bro. I haven't done anything myself yet. I'm gonna look into it, but I'm gonna consult with some family. Are you gonna tell us flat earthing Dogecoiners that we're wrong right now? Yeah, like, oh you god, doing? no, dude. Like <laughs> working with finance myself outside of shit like this. Yeah, this is really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and just knowing how some stuff works in the backgrounds every so often, it's awesome. It's just we're in such a constant like state of change right now as far as like the economy and money goes as a whole. I'm just kind of excited to see how this whole thing plays out more. So. Oh yeah. Well, it's been blessed because of the fact the game stock thing that right. that's yeah. what really set it off that people are like, Oh, we can just fucking, we can change. do this. We yeah. Can we do can do this. this. We don't have to be white collar wall street. Right. No. Um, right. And so Dogecoin, like that was, that was one of my friends put me on and they were just like, you should just invest in it. And this is back when it was like three cents. Oh wow. And I was like, okay, I'll throw 15 bucks, you know, 20 bucks at it. And I remember like hanging out with buddy just drinking at like two AM and we were just like I stared at him like, Oh, it's at it's at thirteen. Okay. It's at twenty five. And I'm like, yo, this is wild. And I I I've tried to tell people. Right. Constantly. Yeah, I mean, we're actually trying to get um Ali's parents into it, honestly, because well, I mean, okay, so I did uh hundred and fifty at six cents. Woo. So I mean I'm you know, you doing well. Last night gave me a fucking panic attack. I, I, that's, that's why I made that post. I was you like, know, I heard SNL like tank that <laughs> shit. <laughs> Dude, well, literally, Elon was as shitty on SNL apparently. Bro, it's Elon. He's not a comedian, <laughs> right? Dude, it was so bad. Um, I didn't watch it, but yeah, I, I mean, okay, I watched like miscellaneous skits. Yeah. Um, and it was. I mean, it's he's Elon Musk though. He's not a fuck. He's not Ben Affleck. I, I didn't <laughs> expect him to, but I also didn't expect to tank because I think the thing that made him tank was he the whales. It was like a hustle. Yeah. Ellie, why would you use that term? A terrible term. Yeah, that was a horrible term. Terrible term. Um, but I was t- explaining to Ali, I was just like, these are people, you know, she was reading something about how, like, some dude pulled out and he was positive, like, four or five million dollars. And yes. she was like, how does that even happen? I was like, you need to understand that there's a level of success and money that these people do that people like us just can't do. Yeah. Um. So it's not crazy to assume there were people 
who also use Reddit, <laughs> who have access to a shit ton of money. We're a bunch of apes. Right. You know? <laughs> and, and they and they just put a hundred grand in at six six cents. It's like like straight up, like going back to like the whole GameStop thing. Like I, I follow like Wall Street bets and everything. Yeah. And there was this guy on there who was just like, Yeah, I pulled out all of my 401k and dumped it in GameStop. And it's yeah. like before wow. it spiked. Like so like he was already sitting on Holy a shit. bunch. And then it's when it spiked to like what like four sixty nine, mm-hmm. like my man was rolling in it. And it's the same thing with Doge. There was another right. one that, that did that too as well, where he just like, I put a bunch in at like, you know, like three or four cents. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm already a million deep and it's only at 25 cents. That's so he probably, ca- honestly, he probably cashed out. That, that's honestly the that's goal. The, that was the, probably the drop was him right. cashing out. <laughs> right. right, right. I mean, it's for real, dude. I mean, but it's it's so crazy to think that that you're, it's it's like, it's like you're going to the casino. Yeah. It's gambling, but I, it's like I, range. I have no background when it comes to finance or anything like that, so I have no idea how the ups and the downs work. I'm literally just putting money into a metaphorical slot machine mm-hmm. and just hoping, you know what I mean? Yeah. My thing is that I am such a horrible m- money saver. Oh, dude, that, same. Yeah, so like I see, you know, you know, I, I saw it a day and a half ago. I was almost peaking at 1400 and I was just like, oh, I want to pull out so bad. But then I remember I'm going to look at myself 30 years from now. Dollar. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm considering it. I'm considering the dollar. But then that's but that's that's my addicted brain where I'm like, if we can go to a dollar, it can go to two dollars. Yeah. It can go to three dollars, four dollars. Well, and the thing is like that we all fear um, is the Bitcoin thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That's always been it because like, you know, there's the, there's been posts going around where it's like, oh, this gaming convention, it was like five hundred dollars for right. the first place, three hundred or two hundred for like the second place yeah. and like one hundred fifty bitcoins Do in two thousand nine. Right. And, but but that's a that's a whole shoulda coulda woulda thing. I mean, I feel yeah. like all of us either at least were that person or know someone who was in the situation where it's like, oh, I could have bought Bitcoin at two hundred dollars, yeah. you know. But it's just like I've trying to tell people, it's like you can't, you can't expect that. Well, you you can't. But at the same time, like these are also the stories of a guy came to my house and told me to invest in Amazon in nineteen ninety nine. Right. Didn't do it. Right. Didn't do it. Hates right. himself. Right. You know? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Thing, same thing with Google, Apple, right. everything. Like, there's always that. And mm-hmm. it's just like, you had the chance. And it's like, this. It, it's been easier than ever with cryptos because cryptos right. are a new thing. Right. Yeah. So, for sure. No, I mean, this goes into, I mean, it's, it's, it, I've been doing a lot of research. First of all, since COVID, everyone's had just a, more than enough time on their hands. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, at, you know, as, as you've known, I, I'm a huge Magic the Gathering player. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, since COVID, a lot of this older stuff has just become art pieces and are worth an extraordinary amount of money. Yes. I was actually beating myself up because, um, not to get like too technical about it, but there's, there's just one card. Um, I remember when I was first starting to play this game, I needed it for a deck. Um, I bought four of them and then I bought two more just in case. Uh, just, I don't know why, but, uh, I bought them for, there were a lot at the time I was in, I was in high school. So I bought them for like 46 bucks a piece. So like, that was like my, that was like my pretty much my savings, you know? Um, 2017 i'm living in california and it's just fucking expensive to live there Mm -hmm. um i'm short on rent sell it now for the record uh that sounds like you know you had to do what you had to do i could have made it work the point i'm getting to is that in 2021 that card is now worth almost a thousand dollars what the fuck yeah it's crazy so there's this thing called the reserve list and essentially what that is is they're they're cards from the 90s that will never be reprinted again yes so so they're like i said they're art pieces they just because there's a more more limited supply because you have to take in consideration not only are they getting older but there could be miscellaneous pieces that rip that you know that just get lost that get thrown away on accident you know what i mean so it's like um 
the, 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 the most expensive card that was ever made is called the Black Lotus, and it's a card from the original Alpha and Beta set made in 1993. That card right now, there was a whole joke about it that a signed by the author, uh, author by the illustrator, a PSA 10, it's in like the little plastic casing, sold for almost a million dollars on eBay. I can believe it. Oh, totally. It's crazy. It's because there was only 1,100 made ever. Yeah. And and every year that, that just dwindles because either A, people hoard them, or they just, you know, some mom cleans out the attic. Yep. Her, you know, her son passes away or they're not on good terms and he moved out and he, it's just gone. And like, people don't know the, like the value of these things. Cause it seems like, Oh, it means nothing. Like there was, a, I think there's a story of like this woman that was like in Australia. Yeah. Uh, and she, uh, her, her son passed away and he had a bunch of Warhammer figurines. That's expensive. And yeah. And he, um, she was going to sell it. She's like, just give me what I can for it. And she's like, she went to other places and they were going to, they were going to rip her off. It was yeah. like $200 or $300 mm-hmm. or something. And one of the guys was just like, "No, give them to me. I will. I will find something." His whole set was worth like fourteen to fifteen thousand. Right. And it was just like, That's she a good had, yeah, exactly. It was <laughs> like it's stuff like that. It's like you don't understand the value of these things in those communities. Yeah. You know. Right. Uh, same thing with video games. Right. Oh yeah, dude. That I think I think since COVID, a lot of that stuff has also just exploded because oh, I yeah. feel like people don't have anything else to do with their spare time except for waste their money. Oh, dude, absolutely. <laughs> Oh, but man. like, but I mean, but when you really think about it, are you really wasting money? Because you look at the numbers on collectible memorabilia, and it skyrockets. My uncle owns a Spider-Man 300, first black suit Spider-Man. Shit, are you kidding? I'm not kidding. God damn, Ooh, dude! It, every year, almost, 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 it seems every day goes up and up and up and up. It's crazy. So it's like, you know, I always laugh because you know we're all around the same age, you know. So it's like you, you had the parents or the relatives or the friends of parents or whatever that would just tell you like. You know, it's time to grow up and stuff like that. But now that stuff is earning me money. I, I learned that at an early age, and I wish I, my my mom told me this, and I, I hated her ever since because she <laughs> told me this. Um, I had when I was a child, like I was like six, seven, eight, whatever. Um, I had an original Beanie Baby. <laughs> Yeah, the beanie baby. Right, and I'm a kid because I have no thing. But like my mom, one day we were just talking in general, just a casual conversation. She sure. was like, "Hey, that's an original beanie baby." I was like, "What does this mean to me?" She's like, "If you kept it in the box, it would yeah. be worth so much money." And I was like, and it haunted me forever, ever okay. since. <laughs> but as a kid, as a kid, and this is one thing that I actually had a heated debate on with someone, where it's just like, "Oh, and uh, someone posted something on Twitter that was just like, do you really expect me as a seven-year-old boy to keep?'" this toy in a box and and some dude went on and was just like yes i mean like and i was, and I was just like shut the fuck up you stupid virgin like, you know what I mean? like okay so i got a perfect story about that so this is back when fucking phantom menace came out so okay. this is way back when 2001 or two i think one or two because yeah. my uncle at the time he's the one who got it he was a big fucking darth maul fan and he's like, I'm never going to open this figure. So he's got like the Phantom Menace original packaging, Darth Maul, his first appearance. Wow. And he was like 16. But that's the thing. I remember being like younger and getting shit. I ripped that open instantaneously. <laughs> yeah. But he's have... like, nah, I'm going to save this. Right. And he's still holding on right. to it. His wife is like, you can give it to Grayson. He said, nah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not giving it to him. Dude, I'm going to hold on to it. <laughs> that, that was my whole thing with like Pokemon cards too. Like when the whole thing blew up about Pokemon cards. I had so many friends that were just like, oh, I got all this shit and shit. I was like, yeah. And we played them without sleeves. We played them on the fucking yes, pavement. They're, you literally threw them in, your, for, in a box. They're not first editions. Right. They're not holographic. Right. They're, treat, they're garbage. Yeah. So it's like, dude, it, and so it's like people, it, I don't know. But so that's the thing is like, it kind of goes back to my whole shoulda, coulda, woulda thing mm-hmm. um, where it's just like, there's really no need for you to beat yourself up about it. But if it happened, that'd be great. And that's why I think I was so invested on this Dogecoin because if it, w- if it happens. When it popped, yeah. But, but when it popped from literally 
literally like 0.001 of a penny to six cents. I was like just thinking like if I would have put a thousand dollars in it when it was like that. I mean, we're talking fractions of cents. Yes. That would have been an astronomical pay amount. You wouldn't even have to wait till a dollar. No. <laughs> I'm good. I'm taking I'm taking care of. It. I think yeah, some guy said is like a um I, I I was on a I was on my podcast and we were gonna do like a my friends almost convinced me to put a thousand dollars into Dogecoin at like point zero zero five cents. If I would have pulled out at seven cents, I would have been worth twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> we're talking cents. New tax bracket. Like, <laughs> it's crazy, dude. And and so I think that, you know, and and, and it's funny because I always say that we're not like a specific like topic of a podcast. Yeah. I think other than one person, I've literally delved into Dogecoin like with every single guest because <laughs> it's interesting. I think it's a cool part in our, our t- it's, like, it's like, it's our generation. Like we'll talk about this just like the COVID pandemic. We will talk about this whole fucking GameStop and Dogecoin thing when we're 60 years old. Like, do you oh, remember dude, that absolutely. shit? If we're still alive and not taken over by Mars overlords or anything so, like that. So here, here's something <laughs> I, I some want theories about aliens. I'm <laughs> sure. So hold on. I want to talk about this. I talked about this with my buddy recently. Uh, I have the tragic story of my friend. Uh, the tragic story of my friend is uh, when the GameStop thing was popping off, right? Yeah. Uh, so as you know, GameStop popped off. They figured it out, whatever, you know, short stocking, all that nonsense. Um, but he was one of the first people to tell me like, hey, you know, Get Robin Hood, get blah blah blah, whoop de woo, get yeah. this. And he invested so much money into GameStop before it was ever b- big, and he was going to the moon. Right, right, right. It was gorgeous, yeah. right? I used to, I was like, hey, my buddy did this. He's my man. He's been to come up, yeah. You know, right. And then the crash started, yeah. and my other friend went to him because they lived together, and he's like, hey, man. It's still high, but I don't think it's gonna come back up. It's it's dying. Yeah. And he said, Diamond hands. <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> Diamond hands, baby. And when the, within a week, my man lost everything. <sighs> and I remember just sitting outside and we're just sitting out there. He's in his robe and a cigarette. It's a man in <laughs> shambles. Oh <my laughs> and I look God. at him and it was I was like, bro, why didn't you pull out? And he's like, because I'm an ape. that's just so unfortunate dude you know it's just like you ever you really do feel like in those times it's like man i'm just made of bad luck you know um but if it works out it works out i mean that's my whole thing i think that you people like you and i we 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 invested at such a low amount yes that like it's almost impossible for me to move to lose money yeah you either get your money back or you'll get like $50 $50 more. That's what I was Whatever. telling Ali's parents. I was like, worst case scenario, a year from now, if it does tank, I just get my $150 back. Is it? What's the issue? It, at this point, it, because I bought it multiple stages. Like, I bought it like, like four cents. I bought it, I think, 13. I bought it like, like 30 or 40. Sure. Right. So it's averaging out. Yeah. Um, as long as it doesn't drop below that, I'm issue. making money. Well, like, you know? And then I thought, you know, you said that you kind of, you know, you, you, uh, you know, DJ, you have kind of like a not necessarily a background, but you're you're kind of smarter than the average bear when it comes to some finance stuff. Um, my goal was to have it was to pull out, and I'm talking like um, let's just say hypothetically speaking, Did you pull out all of it. No, 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 oh. no, no. I'm saying let's just say hypothetically speaking, um, my investment turns to thirty thousand dollars. I think that's like, I think I did the math, and it was like it goes like 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 ten bucks or something like that. Yeah. I pull out, let's say fifteen. Yeah. Let's say I do half, and I put that into other things. Would you say that's a better investment than just holding it all in Dogecoin? Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> I, I can say this. I can't advise on that um, uh-huh. because there are there are certain things you have to have. Yeah. For instance, like with my job, I do work with a certain degree of finance. My family, literally, fucking all of us, 
down to my 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 mom, my cousins. Sure, all of us are involved in uh, finance. When it comes to things like that, that's definitely a possibility. But the thing is, there's constant motion. Um, so for instance, when I was living with my mom and me and my fiance, she'd got one of those Robin hood accounts. She got hit with something cause we can't have insider information cause that can be considered insider. Yeah, yeah. 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 And what's fucked up is when it comes to the stock market, everything that we're playing in is really only fucking 10% of what is out there. Mm-hmm. We're not allowed to fuck with anything larger because the trust funds and all those guys, which is shit companies legally do all the time right. yeah. and just take all that shit we're not allowed to play in that. Kind of like because we can. That's like yeah, the, yeah. pretty much. We're just gonna do better. Yeah. That's the fucked up thing, dude. Because like the idea of a trust fund is basically it's what was happening with GameStop, which technically, by the way, the stock market's supposed to work is not legal. That's not how it's. It supposed is illegal, to but what you gonna do about it? It's Again. illegal for us as citizens. Mm. It's not illegal for companies to do it, and that's what's so fucked up about right. it. So like moving your your funds around, it's. I I know as a family, my mom does a good job of managing um, stock portfolios for all the younger generations. So going forward, like they're covered for college and shit like that. But she's able to only use so much of that knowledge because they watch everything we do. Like a hawk. Like a fucking hawk. Yeah. She, She had to go through some things at work because of us living there and applying for these kind of accounts because they watch these people very closely because you can give out information at any point. Thankfully, none of that ever happened. So we were fine and like we got all that straightened out, but it's, it's weird. Like we have certain rules when it comes to the stock market and Dogecoin and Bitcoin and all that, but corporations don't, they can do pretty much whatever the fuck they want. That's annoying. It's okay. Man. I miss yeah. the good old days where I was just pretending to not be high at family dinner. Mm-hmm. That's the best time. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, 100%. Oh, dude, every family gathering. Like, everyone is inebriated <laughs> to some degree because, like... The Thanksgiving you, walk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you love your family, but, you know, sometimes it's just funner to be around your family when you're all a little giggly. All right, now I got to ask. We're talking about it. Don't even think about it. Turkey or ham? Thanksgiving dinner, go. Ham. Turkey. Okay. All right, side dish. We have mac and cheese. We have mac mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. <laughs> all right. Now, now you can only choose one, gravy or cranberry sauce. Gravy, gravy, cranberry sauce. Uh, I don't know, oh, dude, are you not on the sweet and like, salty it's train, dude? Like I, I don't like cranberry. Like, cause I'll get it if it's there. But if I have a choice, I'm picking. Someone's gravy. taste buds sound very uh, right wing, if you ask me. Especially giblet gravy. <laughs> uh, what is that? Got giblets in the gravy. What's giblets? It's like little pieces of like I don't know, like heart. So if if I can uh, clarify my answer here, because I'm a I'm a vegetarian. Um, oh, so turkey, plant based. You a fucking retard or what? <laughs> uh, so, wait, what do you mean a plant based turkey? There's just What's turkey. a plant based turkey. So like they take like chickpeas and soy and all this shit, and it runs through like a chemical process. So none of it's you, turkey. No, none of it's actually turkey. Can I be honest with you? Yeah, I wish that that never existed. <laughs> I want, if you, if you are going to, my old roommate was just like that too. She's like, I have this tofu chicken and it tastes like the McChickens. You know what I mean? And I'm thinking like, I want your diet to taste literally miserable. If that's how you're going to fucking be, <laughs> you don't get to reap both benefits and also make me feel like a douche for Bro, enjoying. Here's the thing. I totally do. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's bad though, because like with all that shit, there's so much gluten in it too. And my fiance, oh, she's got, boy. I don't know if she's got celiacs or she's just got an allergy to gluten. Okay. So it's like. Cool, we have those substitutes. Oh, why does my stomach want to instantly get all this shit out later? Like, I love, I love the the Impossible Whopper from Burger King because I'm a burger dude. I love that shit. Okay, that shit's out of my system within the next twenty minutes after it's done. Do you have that too? 
what as a, as a meat eater like do you do you well not meat eater but like like he's mentioning like oh no I'm a meat eater <laughs> do you have, do you have like I was just talking to um Robert about this yeah um and uh, surprisingly also side story do you know that he's our most popular video I I don't doubt it he's yeah. funny With no <laughs> yeah yeah he's funny yeah uh, so we were I was talking to him and I was like do you ever just eat something and literally a minute later you have to go take a shit no dairy. Oh. I'm built. Is it? Listen, I'm built different. Okay, that's, <laughs> my, that's my first thing I'm gonna say. The only thing that could possibly give me shit is what I feel like everyone gets shit from sure. is coffee. Coffee, but okay. that's only if I didn't eat. Dude, I will eat a full meal. Like literally, we went out for our year anniversary. Me and Allie went to a really cool steakhouse. I almost didn't make it out the door. That's like I was just tragic. like, I gotta go already. I, listen, I'm gonna I'm give you. Listen, I'm gonna give you some facts right now. You be real with me right now. I'm gonna be real with you right now. Because <laughs> we talked about this at band before. We talked about this band. You know how people shit every day? Mm-hmm. Not me. <laughs> but there's nothing that? wrong what with was me. that. I don't shit every day. How often do you shit? Like every three days. Every three days. <laughs> so just to be fair, we did address with him that he may be dehydrated. I am not. <laughs> I you pee you clear. Drink water. Drink water. I pee clear. He does drink a lot of water. He's actually the most. How long has that been happening? All my life. All your life. Hundy pee. I've nope. I just don't do it. You go days without shitting? Yeah, dude. Poop cycles are fucking Doesn't weird. bother me. Do you take big poops when it's time to go? Oh, yeah. So it's so is it like three days worth just in one day? <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't feel it till like the third day, and I'm like, it is time. That's fucking crazy. And it's okay. What about diarrhea? Don't do it. <laughs> is it like a brown you're, sound, you're, like alert? Is you're brown. built different, dude. <laughs> I'm just built different, bro. I don't, I don't get diarrhea. It's all, right. all hard. Great. So there's this... It's funny you say that, and I'm so blown away you said that. There is a podcast that I listen to called Your Mom's House, and it's with Tom Segura and his wife, Christina P. They're both Oh, comedians. yeah, I know that one. You know that one? Yeah. Okay. So they have a audio engineer in the booth. His name is, uh, fuck, what is his name? I forget, but he's another black dude. That guy is notorious. He does not shit for, like, 11 days. That's some. That's fucked up. Now, there, see that that wrong. I don't know about that. I, I don't know about let me all just that. Say, that's fucking crazy, Aaron. It's interesting, dude. Is all I'm saying. Jeez. I'm just throwing it out there. It might be the fried food. It, it just <sighs> might be. What? Like you constipated? Oh no! Yeah. What do you eat? Okay, so what is a what is a? Do you eat breakfast? Yeah. Every day. Most days. Most days you eat breakfast. Yeah. You would say that you eat breakfast more days than not. Yeah. What's your breakfast? Shh. On average. I eat shitty. That's the wild part, too. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I was like, Dude, I eat shitty. I eat like, shit like, every I eat day, like sausage, and I have to shit immediately. Like a sausage Aaron. from like Starbucks or like. Okay, have you ever gone to the doctors about it? No, why would I? I'm fine. I don't know, dude. I don't, I don't, I don't know if you do this part, too, about black people. We don't like doctors. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you won't catch me there unless, like, I am dying. Wow. Like, but also, like, no, I never felt like it was a problem. Like, it doesn't. I don't feel hurt inside. My tummy don't be hurting. Like, I don't, I don't know. Use normal, normal pooping. Yeah, dude, pretty much. Like, the worst is like dairy, like straight dairy. Like, I love QT pretzels. Like, I have a fucking like crackhead addiction to. I don't these think things. you understand. He, he's undermining what he's Every saying. Every fucking practice, I need a dairy pretzel. queen pretzels. No, no. QT. Oh, QT pretzels. pretzels. Shout out to QT. Right Please there. sponsor us. Yeah, I know. Give me money. But uh, <laughs> the moment I'm done eating that, like that or any dairy, my stomach's like, get out. Otherwise, I'm, I'm chill. So is that like, your, so that's your guilty pleasure? Oh, God, yeah. Are you a sweets guy? 
Oh, dude, I'm a fat kid at heart. Yeah. Like, I'm a fat kid at heart. I'll I eat, hate like, the- a whole sleeve of cookies, DJ- a pint of ice cream. <sighs> I hate your people. I am pushing <laughs> I'm pushing 2.5 bills right now, and I am I am also a sweets person, but I hate a under, under 200 pound. <laughs> I love sweets. I could eat them all day. Damn, you want to hate two people? God, dude. <laughs> I don't think you guys are ever allowed to come back because I've done nothing but feel bad about myself. I cannot believe that. I never knew that about you. Yeah. So, so for some background, I lived with Aaron 2015. Yeah, 2015. About 2015. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I don't know why your bowel movements would come up, but, like, I just, that's one thing I would I just would have never assumed. Like, I, I t- the wild part is, like, for years, I did this, and then it wasn't until, like, probably until band practice, because yeah. cause, uh, our vocalist, like, he... As we talked about, it. it's funny. He's like, he loves talking about. It's like I was on the toilet, and I'm like, bro, you're on the toilet a lot. He's like, yeah, I poop every day. And you I'm mean like, every day, like yeah. a normal person? <laughs> like, for me, I'm like, that's a lot, bro. So, like, are you talk- on? Okay, last question. Last yeah. question. Are you are you on the toilet for a long time? Nah, man. I'm like, does it just come out? That's it. That's it. It's over. Wow. I eat a lot of fiber too. You're like a, a Ripley's believer or not? Yeah, like, I eat a lot biography. of fiber. So when I wipe, sometimes toilet paper's white. What? He's built different. <laughs> Dude, you're like Kim Jong Un. Like he told his people he didn't even poop or pee. Yeah, nah, man, I'm trying. Regular peeing though. Yeah, regular peeing. So like, if you're drinking, you'll just pee all night. Oh yeah, break the seal. I'm a normal person. But you're saying if we were to go out for drinks and yeah. we get food and we're drinking yep. and we get bar food, yep. right? Yep. You're only gonna pee. I'm only gonna pee. Dude, <laughs> I've had to cancel dates because <laughs> I was stuck on the toilet, dude. That's fucking crazy. You ever just rearrange plans? He's like, couldn't be here for another twenty minutes. <laughs> couldn't be me. Dude, you're like you're like one of the first people that'll qualify to go to Mars. Like, we uh, you know, we don't have any toilets yet, and Aaron's just like, sign me up, brother. I don't even need one. Last time I shot was in Earth was on Earth. It takes about two and a half days to get to Mars. Well, you know. So, <laughs> but is it okay? So, but it's always three days. Yeah, like three, sometimes four. Depending on the diet, depending on the diet. I really think you need to go to a doctor. (laughs) Why? I think you need to check it out. Why? That can't be good for you. Nah, man. Listen, listen. We talked about this in the car about X Men. Remember how they told them that they was wrong because they was built different? Yep. That's how I feel on X Men. Aaron's the new X Men poop man, anti poop man. That's what it is, baby. Dude, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. God, you're amazing. God, I almost want like your autograph for that. Meet the man that doesn't shit. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Um, um I kind of want to, you know, transition. You said that you uh you guys so you started so you started the band in 2013. So who's so who's who made the first initial reach out? So let me ask you since, since you both are here, how did you meet DJ? Uh I met him in studio studio one, like studio recording class at GCC. Okay, so you were going at the same time when Aaron was going. Oh, dude, literally what happened is I was going through a real shit time in my life at the time that I met him, and I sat down in my studio engineering class. He's the only other black dude in the class at the moment <laughs> in time, and I'm rocking my Iron Maiden, like, uh, number oh. the beast shirt. He's like, nice shirt. I was fucking just shook. I was like, another What do you think he was going to say? Hey, brother, sh- can you can you move over? Yeah. Shit, cuz. <laughs> I was like, was it. Like, Bro, that's, I was shook. That's, and it's funny he starts you, speaking jive to you. Like, what the fuck? It's, it's funny you say that because, like, that's literally how other friendships have been made. Yeah. That we know about. Yeah. And so, like, literally, it was like, oh, nice Chelsea Grin shirt. 
is he fucking with me? Right. <laughs> right. Are you about to call me an emo kid right now? Like, yeah, what no, the fuck's I was, happening? I was being dead ass. And that's wow. how we met. And pretty soon, like, we were just, like, started talking, started talking about metal, and uh, yeah, we became friends. Wow. Yeah. So then what What incentivized... So, so in the conversation of music, which I feel like, you know, as musicians, um, you know, that's just the first thing that comes to mind. So when you, when you talk about that, in that conversation, is that when you also bring up, oh, I play the drums, and I play guitar? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. actually how it happened. So, were you? Would you say now? I'm not like trying to like put any pressure on it, but like, would would you say that you guys were the ones that initially made the first contact? Yes. Oh, absolutely. If yeah, I, just no pressure. Okay. <laughs> Dude, Exiles would, would not exist. That's nah. a fact. Right. You guys, are, we, we are the band. Yeah, Dude. <laughs> no, I can say this for a fact. I I love this man next to me. He has done so much to push us forward in the last seven years. But mm-hmm. like, seriously. He was constantly like, bro, you want to hang out? Come over and play guitar. Come over and play guitar. What songs do you know? He was so hungry for it. Right. I'm I'm, I'm thankful that I met him when I did because literally like a couple weeks after that, we met Alex. So so remind everyone who's Alex. Alex is our lead guitarist in Exiled. He is uh, the most quiet member. You actually skipped a step. I'm not going to lie. Did I skip a step? You skipped a step. You met Oscar in guitar class. Oh, shit. That's right. Okay. We, our former bassist, Oscar, he was in my guitar one class, and he and I were chilling out in that class. But the reason I remember Alex is because we were at a party at a friend's house, and I walked in, and there's just this big old portly white dude wearing a periphery shirt. I'm like, bro, is that portly. a periphery shirt? <laughs> oh, he's he's got his own just like JoJo era going on yeah. or about him. That just my man's out. had his stance out. Bro, he had his stand out. Ever- hold on, hold on. Him. The moment I met him, he had a stand out. And literally, like, I, I was like, bro, I got to hug you. You're wearing this periphery shirt. So we hugged, and I spent most that night going back and forth just chilling out on the patio playing guitar with him. And I was like, bro, I know someone who plays drums. You should come hang out with us. This is going to be awesome. Awesome. And I remember, like, the first time I was going to go jam with them, I was like, I got to come up with a riff that doesn't suck. That's facts. I, I was like, dude, this sucks. I'm like, I've been playing nothing but, like, Kill Switch and Bullet oh, for yeah. the last you got, couple of years. You got to bring your A game for sure. Bro, dude, I, I've definitely DJ came there. up with the first riff for the band. like, And that's the other part. It was like, yeah, like, I was gunning for And actually, no, I take that back. We weren't even gunning for a band. I just wanted to jam. Right. Because we, uh, we did that cover of Basket Case. Yes, we did. That's the cool. first song for, we oh, yeah, recorded dude. together. Yeah. That's actually one question I was going to ask you guys was, do you remember your first cover? That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was actually for Studio Music Recording. Like they were like, oh, we need uh, who here plays, you know, yeah. guitar and drums, and we were like us, and we were like, okay, choose a song, and we were like, well, we just, let's pick a song that we like, that's easy, that we can figure out in a week, uh, yeah. and it was Basket Case, and so we did that, and like the vibe was right, and we were just like, hey, maybe cool, we man. should actually make real music, and so yeah. like we started doing that, hanging out, and um, same thing, like we actually finally got together, uh, me, Oscar, DJ, and Alex. Um, and DJ was like, I have this riff I've been working on. And that was like one of our first songs that we made. And we wrote our first song in a day. That's what? Yes. In a day. Dude, that's something that you're going to talk about in behind the music on VH1. Dude. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, like when um, like when you have like that pretentious, like, like when it's like, um, I don't know, let's think of a band like Molly Crew hasn't talked in 13 mm. years. And they finally got together. And it's like, it's like, like uh, is it what's his name? Vince, Vince Neil. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, you know, we just decided to um, kick a couple tracks back, you know, and just kind of kick it. You know, it's like, is that, that's literally like that's, what happened. That's literally what happened. 100%. Like we were playing the song, we're riffing and like we are feeling it. And like we have like the bare bones of the song down, right? And we get to a point. Alex, this is Alex's first day. Mm-hmm. Alex's first day hanging out, and we're just like, "Hey, we got these riffs. Oh, uh, let's fucking do this." We start yeah. teaching each other riffs. We get through it, and there's a point. I'm just like, "Alex, solo." He said, <laughs> 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 "And that's the solo that stuck." That's <laughs> awesome, dude. 
Are you um so so these are so um Alex and Oscar at the mm-hmm. time are these new people though so so uh, you knew Oscar mm-hmm. and you met Alex. Yes. Yeah, we met Alex through a mutual friend and it's ironic cuz this friend had told me for years, I have this dude that you would love to hang out with. I'm like, "Yeah, sure, dude, bring him around." Right. And brought him around to one day and it was perfect. And then because of Oscar actually, yes. He had a friend who joined in on vocals. We did have another vocalist at the time, um, but then he brought in Vic, and Vic was our vocalist for the first album. So that's what I was going to ask. So my my thing, you know, um, I have like a little jam band. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think we were discussing, I think we, we do the same practice studio. Yeah, Francisco uh, off of Encanto. Francisco! Yeah, yeah, Scaryville, Scaryville. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's terrifying. All the kitties around there. Right, right. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I've kind of, you know, I play guitar, Um I, I took lead. Um, we're kind of a, we're a three piece right now, and I uh, I decided to do vocals just because the music that we make it's kind of more like um, like psychedelic rock and stuff like that. Kind of easy to do both, but um, I think the reason why I decided to do that was because kind of like a drummer, I feel like it's really hard to find a dedicated and talented singer, especially in the kind of music that you guys play. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was going to be my next question. So when so were you approached by Vic to as a vocalist, or did you find him? Oh, dude, we we gave him like the fucking fraternity trial. Like, you better be there. Like, we were really up to this kid. Well, like the our <laughs> our first vocalist. Like, I he was a good vocalist, but I don't think he was into our music. That's yeah. fine. Um, and eventually, like, we were just like, oh, we don't have a vocalist, and right. like, it was kind of we were down bad. Right, but and they're kind of diamonds in a rough with that kind of music. Because let me just say, dude, if you're in high school and you can sing like that, or you can make those those yelling noises, man, you fuck. First of all, hundred like, percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember I. It's in the high school everybody practicing Brie. Yeah, even if even if you didn't like the person, you're like, I need this guy on my band because we need, you know, and um, just to kind of bring up my old band, you know, I used to yep. be in the band Reflectionless, yep. um, another local death metal band. It's like when we found Tim, it's like, wrap it up. We got him. Let's yeah. bring his ass here. You know, we need it because we're. Ne- when will we find another one? That was big. That was big. Day one. Day one, yeah. Vic oh, showed up. He was just like, we gave him the lyrics because we already wrote the lyrics for the, for the song, and he just, he, he nailed it. He just nailed it. And we was like, "Yep, you're the one. That's it." We like, remember Shit. we sat in the back of oh, Oscar's dude, we, truck. We tried to make fucking make Vic nervous though. It was like, "All right, we're gonna go." Oh, so you're really testing this guy? Oh, dude, we were like, we we had a party that weekend beforehand, and we invited him oh, to the party yeah. to hang out with us. Because, was that was that at the house? No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. It was back more on my side of town, yep. and um, everyone was there except I think even Alex was there for a bit, and then he left early. Yeah, he showed up. Yeah, he did show up, and like this was the first time we met Vic. We had never met him outside of this. So Oscar sure. brings him to this party, and like you better show up to practice tomorrow. You better be ready. Meanwhile, we're all getting drunk. We got the fuck dumb drunk, <laughs> and at, that, at this point, we're like we're just like this is the test. He ain't gonna show up. Yeah, my man was there. Wow, he and was there. there I, and we, he like, we it. smashed, and we were just like, "All right, let's play." And he he just laid it down. We were just like, "Well," and then we had to do the whole thing. We're like, "We got to talk about it." As soon as he left the room, yeah, we'll let you so know. Fucking sick, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. That's like, how did we it, let him know right away. Yeah, or? dude, that's how it always fucking is too. It's like, yeah, we'll let you know. They close the door, like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, for sure. Man, nothing, nothing brings me so more joy than just remembering waking up to just. A big tile floor oh, kitchen man. as a practice studio <laughs> upstairs. Well, it was I'm, your room until you moved in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's just the price I have to pay. I, but, I mean, I remember just, you know, by the time you guys were really getting your footing, mm-hmm. um, you know, my band was falling apart. I got I got fired from the band, and that was one thing that I talked about um, in, the po- in, in a podcast with Ali, um, you know, 
um, not to point, you know, not to make any names, but one of them kicks out another one and another one alienates themselves, and we just kind of disbanded. Yeah. Um, so it was really cool to see that that just never happened with you guys. I mean, I mean, especially with, I, I feel like with a lot of music projects, especially when it's more than one person, I, I, I think that you guys would definitely agree that it's definitely the dysfunctional relationship that you choose to maintain. Yes. Oh, I mean, absolutely. You guys are all dating, essentially. Basically. I mean, right. I mean, you spend as much time as you would with a partner with each other, you mm-hmm. know, and I just I just always admired that about you guys. You know, like, like you guys really stuck to it. And, and you know, my first, you know, maybe, maybe it was me being a little, a, a tad salty. I was just like, oh, you know, cool first album, guys. Been there, done that, you know. But then there was another one. And another one. Mm-hmm. And now you guys are posting show after show. Now you're talking about touring together. And now you're doing this and this and that. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? That's fucking awesome. <laughs> no, for real. And I mean, I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't ever going to be like, hey, remember me? I'm the roommate. going to take care of you. You know what I mean? Like, that's, no, no, I know. Yeah, no, I know. And, and, but, but what I'm getting to yeah. is that it was just, it was so cool that even you talking about the ringer that you put your original singer through, I mean, that shows dedication. I mean, you we're all, what, like 20, 21? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I barely... No. Cl- we were like 19 or 20. We, were, yes. we couldn't even drink it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I wrote the first riff at 19. As we're all fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Victor, we couldn't drink. Yeah. Victor wasn't even... He Victor fucking co- was 17, dude. We he had to convince certain locations to let him in yeah. because he wasn't 21 yet. Victor was 17 when yep. he joined Exile. Yeah, I remember the old the, the cross on the. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, they get the cross, but we had we had to be like, oh, he's seventeen. Whoa, he can't. Like literally, they almost like as soon as he's done playing, kick him out. Like really? Yeah, because he's not supposed to be there. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about the band. I'm sorry. Oh no no no! no, no. no. I'm talking about at like the bar shows we were right. playing. They were like, no, you can't be here. Um, understandable, but it mm-hmm. sucked. Um, but yeah, that's that's how early it was. Absolutely. Can I ask? Uh, and and if this is you know, mind you, you know, I'm I'm gonna post this and stuff like that, and yeah. um, so. This might be maybe a tough question, and, and if, if you don't want to answer it just because of who is involved, and you know, I totally get it. We'll move on. But um, letting go of a band member, um, yes. it's it's to, it's no secret to me that you guys are not an original five piece. Um, you've changed right. two members. Um, so, have you ever had to literally fire a bandmate? I will take this one. Um, okay. We did. I personally did. Um, it was a situation in which we had tried to talk with the person several times and mm-hmm. it just wasn't panning out. And it was kind of just like, I was fed up. I wasn't happy with how I handled it. I can say that. Um, definitely. I've been able to speak with the person afterwards and we definitely, it's water under the bridge now. Okay. But we, I've, we've had to do that before. And a lot of it came down to, it just doing this, like you mentioned dedication earlier, it does take a lot. And like, when you mentioned a relationship, I laugh because like, I joke with these guys all the time. This is the most stable relationship I've had <laughs> in my entire fucking Amen, life. Amen, dude, for real, <laughs> I with, get like, it. like three other dudes. Oh so, yeah, like, <laughs> I get it, for sure. So like, it, it was a weird thing to split and I'm glad me and that individual have been able to kind of settle things now. Good. Because it, it, it was never like an issue personally. It was just like, Man, at our par- points in life, this is not helping you, and right. I don't want this to hurt you. But it would help. you, what I assume, I mean, this was, I mean, coming from a perspective of knowing you personally, is seeing yeah. you every day, I mean, this was your guys' life. Yeah. This was your baby. I mean, I saw mm-hmm. the dedication. So when you had to do that, was it more of a, I'm doing this because I'm so in love with this project that I don't want it to fail, or did you more consider his own feelings while doing it? I think it was a bit, I honestly think it was a bit of both, because like yeah. at the end of it, it's like, when you're in a band, like everything you do um, affects for the people's lives, uh, no matter if it's social media, the personal relationships, whatever, whatever they're about to do, 
can't affect that. And so it was a portion of, hey, you're, you know, what you're doing is not benefiting the band, but also part of it is like, you're also my boy. Yeah. And I can see that you're going through something right now and this band isn't helping you go through it. Mm-hmm. Um, so clearly you need to take some time because you can't put in the same amount of dedication that you have before due to what you got to go through, you know? Right. So, so, so you're, so you're putting yourself in their shoes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we don't hate you. Oh yeah. God, no, 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 right. no. Like, like what we what we did, what we had to do, respectfully, right? You know, for the sake of the band, for the like, sake of for, for the sake of you know, for other people's dreams. Yeah, we have to let you go, but it's not because we don't like you. Like, we do like you, and rather we rather we didn't. Right, hundred <laughs> percent. Right. I can say that the members that we have split with, though the splits may have not been the way we would like them to be we have good relationships with those people outside of the band now. Like yeah. actually we got to go see Vic when we went on tour with, um, a fucking I pariah. Yeah, that was so sick. Dude. Right. Right. Like he was so excited to see us. That's like, great. He was happy to hear us play like old shit. He was super stoked. To he's see in Colorado, show. right? Yeah. He's in Colorado. Yes. That's pretty cool. You guys went to go to Colorado. Yeah. So I got to ask. So, uh, you guys did how many cities? Like six, six, seven. Was it? All right. Was there it? was one that fell off. Cause we didn't come back to Tucson when we came back. We, that, that was, a, it was at least six eight. Years. I think it was at least seven to eight locations. Yeah. Uh, day at a time? Uh, it was... Day at a time, we had one Ugh. off day where we got Dude, to like just chill out. That sounds horrible, though. Uh, Are you in a different state every day? Almost. Yeah. Wow. Except, I think it's set for uh, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. All self-funded? Yes. Wow. Yeah. yeah, we did that ourselves. One van. Wow. Sleep. Okay, I gotta ask. I gotta ask. I gotta ah, ask. Shit. What's the sleeping situation? Terrible. Let me tell you. Listen. Okay, so this was our mistake. Okay, um, we we <laughs> originally we were supposed to have a trailer. Yes. Uh, to carry all of our gear, uh, the trailer fell through. The trailer we were gonna borrow it from another band, and then they were just like, no. Jk. Uh, and that's okay. Uh, right. sure. But the problem they was that we got to do with that weekend. Right. Exactly. Yeah, they had their own shit. Um, but the thing was is like, okay, so we had to take out. One or two seats. We had to take out two seats. Uh, we're eight deep in a van. <sighs> yeah, yeah. We had our we had our merch guy, our photographer, and a merch guy, Yo, and a photographer. Yeah, like, like, Jacob, dude, we're literally taking the second seat out, and we're one of the guys we're on the road with is like, man, I don't know if he's gonna be able to come. You're gonna call him? Like, no, he's no. helping fucking run. The yeah, he's got He's right. gotta come. But yeah, no, we were we stuffed. Like, right. <laughs> we uh we had to pack the situation so that someone could lay in the back over oh, the God. gear. Wow. Um, yeah, that was. We learned. We did learn. <laughs> did you guys have hotel stays or just the van? We had two. Two of them. Two hotel stays. Um, one of them was in Arkansas. Terrible time. I yeah. will say this: I made sure I slept in the van almost every night that I could. Mm-hmm. Yes, someone had. We we took turns sleeping in the van just for like security kind yeah, of thing. Boy, I am scared. Right. Uh, we, especially we when we went to St. Louis. Shit, Metallica wrote a song about Dude, how all their shit got stolen. Fuck St. Louis. We get to see your sister. It's oh a good time. God. We're hanging out with the bands. It's cool. Oh, you have family in St. Louis. I, well, no, I Chicago. She oh. actually came down from Chicago to come. And oh to wow. Show. Yeah, it was uh, so sick. But we were in, we were in St. Louis, and uh, St. Louis is notorious stealing gear uh so every every two seconds we're like looking at the van you know yeah. um <laughs> that was a, it was wild because like it was a great time like we enjoyed oh, yeah. ourselves it was fun loved it right yeah. uh, but <laughs> as we're packing up for the night and everything we're taking a picture outside you know hey mm-hmm. what's up uh <laughs> gunshots and oh like, <laughs> fuck <laughs> all right let's get out of st louis <laughs> wow yeah that that was one time and then our bassist our current bassist michael um 
I love Mike to death. Oh, you're talking about when we almost died? <laughs> oh, not when we almost died. Oh, he shit. left his base. Um, we almost oh. died twice. So, <laughs> so I got to ask. So I got to ask. So you're on the road. How many hours deep until he realized he forgot his base? Oh, no. Thankfully, it was like 20 minutes. Oh, 20 okay. minutes. Okay. We were like, stop, call the place, went back and got it. Uh, thankfully. Because you guys are still, I mean, not to, not to discredit you in any way, but I mean, you guys are still, this isn't, you're not flying to fucking Tokyo. You're mm-hmm. in a, a van together. So I assume you don't really have a lot of backup shit. No. I had one backup guitar. I think both, Alex all the guitarists, had his. yeah, all the guitarists on the road. And I think the bassist all had like one backup. Me and Josh mm-hmm. shared a kit. Wow. So, so you're kit. touring with another band. This oh, is yeah. with I prior. Okay. Love those boys. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, we decided that, you know, you would carry your own gear. I think we... We used, shared their cabs, but we took our personal heads with yeah, us. Yeah, okay. to make less room, and then uh, I carried my own snare, kick drum, and pedals. Um, but I used his toms and everything. Wow. Yeah. I feel like, you know, and again, uh, no need to disclose it, but with the kind of, you know, with the kind of way that you're traveling, obviously you guys don't... Um, I don't know if you guys do have management, do you have management? We we did at, at the, the time. time we did. We time okay, we did. Yeah. so so you know, so right now you have no management. Hit them up, make them money. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, so it's you know your accommodations aren't you know pretty stellar. You know, so oh yeah, we're winging it. Right. Dude, shout out to Stephen Poff. So yeah, to Poff, and then uh, Anthony actually had a friend. So Anthony's our current vocalist. He had a friend the guy. who lended us a tent, and that was probably one of my favorite <laughs> nights. Oh, oh my yeah. god, oh, what, dude, in, this in Illinois. No, it was in fucking New Mexico because we didn't want to stay oh, on the res because right. the fucking Wendigos. Yeah, we, we didn't want to stay. We literally drove outside of the res because we were like, Wendigos. And, oh, oh, not Wendigos. Uh, fucking Skinwalkers. skinwalkers. <laughs> and we were they like, told us that. to leave. They're like, yeah, we love you guys. They even had us play an encore that was cool. We got to check with the pride. Like, fun yeah, time. play one more song. And then like it started to get dark. Like, you guys should leave. We're like, oh. We're like, oh, no, 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 no. We love you. Just don't stay out here when it gets dark. I'm like, okay, get in the fucking van. Yeah, we get in the fucking van. And we like drove out to the middle of nowhere and we're like sleeping on the side like of a highway. Uh, right. By the way, don't recommend. Right. It, but you it, know but you know what? You do it because you love it. You do it because you love and it. And you wouldn't change it change a damn thing. Illinois anyways. was a fun time to sleep in because yes. Illinois was nice because it was granted, it was summer, it was still humid, but it was by it was by a lake. Yep. So or not lake, a, a whole, pond, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. A whole day of traveling, then you have to do a fucking set, dude. Oh, what was what was our longest day? Texas. Oh, God. What was that? It has to be 10, 10, 11 hours on the road? From Tennessee to Texas. Wow. 14-hour drive. And then, and you then it was straight back to Arizona from Texas. Wow. We we. Yeah, that shit. So One last question before we, we go to break here. Because, um, you know, and, and, if, and if this is too much, you know, I, I'm going to keep asking that just because I don't know what it's like to, to be you guys. I literally stopped and ended my music career. Um, and pretty much after high school, I jam, but you know, that's pretty much all it, all it goes to, but you guys can't be making that much money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we play death metal. What the fuck? Right, no, right, we, right. We are a niche genre, but no, you're right. We don't make enough money, um, to accommodate a hotel stay every night. To, nope. So I can't imagine. So, I mean, even, even what you did get paid, I feel like most of that trip was out of your own pockets. So uh, we broke even, we actually. broke even. And oh. I can say that the, um, time leading up to that. We had a lot of friends and fans who would send us money and stuff just for food and whatever. Like when we were at the sandwich shop, we actually had someone send us Bless. money for food. That was fucking awesome. Bless. That's awesome. I believe that was Raven actually. So shout outs to Raven. Thank you so much for that. Shout out and know her um, too. But honestly, dude, it's been super cool because like when we go to shows and sell t-shirts and stuff, yeah, a lot of it is out of pocket. Like we paid for the van out of pocket, but honestly, I'd rather not do anything else than like sleep in the van, smell like balls. Fuck I wake yeah, up dude. 15 Fuck minutes, play yes. my set and have a good because, fucking time. Because at the end of the day, 
at the end of the day, when we when we were doing everything and having to sleep in vans and it was terrible times, bad accommodations, whatever have you, like those kids in Tennessee, dude, that Seriously? drove two hours to come see us, bro. right? This story, like oh. that, like I listen, I'm a gangster. But I don't I'm, shit for three days. <laughs> <laughs> I don't let go of nothing. Hundred percent. I teared up a little bit. And like, because I, I remember when the, like the kid walked in. Like we're talking about like like 15, 16 year old kid. Sure, sure. And he walks in with one of our shirts. And at first, I'm like, "Where you get that shirt, bro?" Because right. <laughs> I think he stole it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I'm like he stole it from him. But he was like, "No, I bought it online. I heard you guys were playing. My dad drove me two hours. Wow. to come watch you guys play. Um, because you've been there, you understand. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was just it was I. But I never thought that would be you, me on the other side. Oh, yeah, dude. And, like, that show, I can say, despite that being, realistically, that was the roughest fucking show. Because sound check didn't go great. Mm-hmm. My guitar was fucking out of tune because the moisture <laughs> fucked up my neck. Mm-hmm. Our bassist didn't get a full check on his rig, so it was yeah. sounding like shit. Anthony's mic went out, so at one point, he's just straight he's just screaming, screaming at, at the crowd. Wow. And, like, he's smashing shit. He's got blood on his knuckles. That was the worst set of my Dude, entire career. One of my favorite pictures of all time, actually, is in, is with him throwing up into that trash can. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. That's some G.G. Allen shit right worst, there, dude. Right? Worst set of my entire fucking career, and I was so pissed. Got off stage. I was livid. Like you could. See I remember. It. I he remember. He stopped dude. me in the parking lot. He's like, none of that. He's like, those right. kids there are here to see us. And I remember because the kid talked to us afterwards. He's like, my two friends didn't think you guys were that great, but I they just watch your set. And he's like, they're they're blown away. And like they're starting to write. Oh, you guys are phenomenal live. I mean, to this day, I mean, bro, I, like, we I, fucked up the first two songs. My bro, but it don't matter. Out, I mean, but, yeah, all of you have the stage presence of just it's so good. And that was one thing that you know, even my friends, my parents, I've showed my parents your music. You know what I mean? Where it's yeah. just like. Live shows, locally, usually, I'm just like, yeah, man, that was cool. I get literal goosebumps seeing you guys. I mean, all of you out there clearly, I mean, like you're, you're it's a five-piece van. You you clearly act like you want to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're there for your friends. You know, you're coming outside. You have a drink with your buddies. You know, after you did a whole fucking set, you guys are goofballs outside, and you're goofballs inside of it, too. Like, you guys don't change, and I think that's pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> Hell yeah. Dude, it's it's weird to think about like some of the complex shit that comes out of his brain rhythmically. Oh yeah. Versus some of the conversations he and I will have about comic book shit <laughs> off for hours. But he's like, all right, this fucked up rhythm. Like we got a new song, and I'm like, I fucking hate you guys, but I love it because because of him and Alex, I've grown as a musician because they've challenged me to get right. better. Yeah. Right. That's awesome, dude. Good job, guys. I, honestly, you know, I, I honestly, you know, we're we're not done here. I just want to take a quick break, but I, I really I, I wish the best for you guys. You know what I mean? Thanks, I mean, Thank I've you, known man. you guys for a long time, uh, at least my maturing life. You know, we've had parties together. We I jumped over a bonfire, almost died. Holy bonfire, shit, yeah. that was the function. Oh, yeah, my that God. Function. That was the party. That was the party that I said, if I, if I saw he who will not be named, I'll fucking murder him. Yep. Um, yeah, Bro, dude. Is that the same one with Matt Nato getting his name? His, oh, yeah. his nomenclature. Oh, oh, that was the fight. Yeah. That was yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Matt got his fucking yeah. name. Fight, oh. fight broke out. Uh Things were drawn. It was wild. Uh, Party on. Uh, <laughs> Let's take a quick break. And now more of The Basement Dweller. God damn, DJ, not every white person's the same. God, anyways, so we're back. Sorry about that. The mayonnaise thing is a thing we really had to discuss. (laughs) 
That was Delusions of the Con? Contrite. Contrite. Yes. What a name. Yeah. Death metal death metal music has the coolest names, dude. Dude, I feel like I hate saying this because I feel like I sound like a tryhard, but ever since like I was I've gotten a better vocabulary because of metal lyrics. I was like, Seriously. What the fuck does that mean? So so where so who uh who who writes? Like the the like is does Anthony do the lyrics and the song names? It's a combination of a um a teamwork method yeah. actually. So it depends. Really, a lot of the time is Anthony will come in with an idea and then we'll spitball some things around it. So sometimes he'll spearhead a whole song, and then other times Aaron's actually here's something people don't know is Aaron's very responsible for a lot of the lyrics in Exile, okay, um, even from Stagnant. That was a big thing about helping our voice and sound like and we've always been a very collaborative kind of group like anytime i come up with a riff or anything like that i show it to alex and he just he has this way of composition about him sure so he's able like all right so what's our style and how do i make that work Mm -hmm. and we've always tried to make it a very collaborative process when it comes to songwriting Mm -hmm. so not so people don't feel like all right well i'm not contributing or maybe i just wrote this riff or whatever cuz sometimes you're going to get perspectives that we can't see like fuck even mike comes up with some great lines once in a while like okay. now it's like oh shit dude that was solid so so do you guys you guys do it together yeah 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 that's pretty sweet a lot of it a lot of it is like is anthony and stuff too like anthony does like write a lot of lyrics for us and everything cuz he's a fucking vocalist that's what he does right um but yeah like whenever like there are some times when even anthony is just like hey like uh i'm stuck here what you got Got you, bro. That's what's up, dude. Yeah. I'm the worst lyric writer, and and not to <laughs> not to, you know, bash my local or my local my fellow bandmates. It's like I'm not really getting much help. Um, <laughs> I'm a super senior, so and I failed English to be a super senior. So there's the first AP English son. <laughs> I didn't even have to take Ames when I came here, bro. <laughs> because I'm a stud. Come on, dude. Come on, dog. You think you're just better than me? That's right. All right. This is one thing that we were talking about before we started recording. <sighs> Mortal Kombat. I want to talk about it. Okay. Are you prepared? I'll be a lot of DJ talking. So, okay. <laughs> so then I assume, just like DJ, I'm a huge Mortal Kombat fan. Followed the story. I read the comic books. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know all about it, you know, and stuff like that. Um, one thing that you pointed out to me was that you felt like, unless I misinterpreted it, you said that it lacked character development and i want you to i want you to speak your piece before i rebuttal okay um all right too late (laughs) (laughs) so mk out of all series man like i'm a big fucking nerd anyone who knows me personally i'm i'm really just a nerd in a metal band i'm not i think that's most metal band (laughs) so that was the first series i've ever geeked out on and so i've i've always been a fan of writing and stories and how things are progressed and everything so my issue with mk is they made it a point to say we're introducing this new character because it's to help introduce people to the world and that's just a sure. sign of hollywood really not having any confidence in its audience captain America's shield doesn't fucking obey gravity at all right but like we got to explain how luke kang does this shit no we fucking we don't. don't we actually don't the whole thing with the special forces like the movie is it's a six out of ten for me because Half they got there's obviously passion. There. I'm sorry, you said it was a six out of ten. Six out of ten. Okay, six out of ten because there's passion there. They appreciate some parts of the characters, but like me personally, I'm not a huge Molina fan. 
how the fuck are you going to bring in Shao Kahn's daughter, mm-hmm. the next Khan of Outworld, Katana's fucking sister, give her barely any lines of dialogue, but Cole, Cole, I'm a piece of fucking wood and my powers <laughs> literally plot fucking armor. And I killed the champion. You're going to give Cole's fucking okay. boxing MMA guy more lines in the film than Melina. All you had to do, and here's the problem with all the Outworld characters, none of them seem threatening. As, like, a first-time audience, like, I tried to, like, take myself out of it. I'm a, okay. I'm a, I'll say this out loud. I'm a Shaolin fan for the fucking White Lotus all day. Kung Lao, Liu Amen, Kang, that's how yeah. we do. That's right, baby. But we got no introduction to how this Oh, right, Cho main right here. I get Orecho, it, bro. I have issues with him, but I respect him for teaching my boys. That's the thing. Like, we didn't get any instances you're so it's okay to have jobber characters and i'm probably gonna get some hate from the mk community about this Ryko is a fucking jobber he's been a jobber <laughs> since day one Facts. <laughs> reptile could be but he has oh they did my boy so dirty they did my boy could be so dirty could be we talked about this that's possibly not even reptile that's possibly not even reptile except they call him by his actual in canon name which makes me fucking like okay they'll bring him back but Melina, as a character, is too important to Outworld as a whole and all the MK2 tournament. And the problem is WB made Cole Young a studio mandate. And the reason we have no fear or like, oh, shit, these Outworld characters can actually do anything is there's not jobbers for them to kill. All you had to do was a two-minute scene of Melina fucking ripping somebody apart. Oh, yeah. Rako crushing someone's head Dude, can we talk about that? uh, Spoiler alert. Can we talk about that Kung Lao fatality? So the Kung Lao thing, bro. That shit was blessed. Gnarly. Big nut. Big fucking oh. Giannis Michaels style nut. I also oh. don't give a shit about what's her name. What was the what was the chick that he ripped uh, in? N- N- Natara. 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 She's yeah. a, what was she in Deadly Alliance? She's her first appearance is MK Deadly, Deadly Alliance. Alliance and on the Game Boy. So part. much That's hotter in Deadly Alliance. Fucking killer. Deadly so, Alliance was dope, but I used to think she was so hot when I, I had Deadly <laughs> Alliance for the GameCube. Oh, oh, dude, she looked so hot, dude. That was the one that in, in Deadly Alliance they also added jiggle fidget, uh, physics. Yes, they did, dude. It was so oh, boobies. My mom would be like, "Hey, dinner's ready." I'll be like, "I'll be right out." <laughs> I'm like just literally moving uh, Melina, uh, Melina back and forth just in practice. Just all the jokes. yeah, dude. <laughs> so here's here's what I wanted to say about that, and and you know, this might be a very just, I guess, just caveman aspect of it. I like the original. Mortal Kombat movies. 95 is gold. Yeah, they're great movies. But here's the way I look at it. I look at the... I, I, I Coming from a... I'm a huge fan of the games. Um, in the comics, you know, in the story, I kind of treat those movies like a WWE match. Thank should be. Where, so, so, so the way that I look at it is that, yes, there's so much depth that you can get into, but I think at the bare bones of it, Mortal Kombat is a movie about... Fighting people. Well, I, yeah. I feel like if you want to water it down, Bro. yeah. Sure. Let me, but, but, hold on. Let me let me get in on this real right. quick. Because yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. It's important. Right. How are you going to have Mortal Kombat with no tournament? Okay. Yes. Okay. But I think also, that. Also, how are you going to kill the champion for the last 500 there, years by a the fucking only, Okay. You dude. saw the best fight in the movie at the beginning. Okay. 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 You're <laughs> right. You're right. You're absolutely right. I don't know. I think that Jack Sub-Zero fight. That was that was pretty rad. Jackson Sub Zero is pretty sick. I mean, he was like, "I did three tours in Iraq." He's like, "I don't give a fuck." What the fuck? He's like, "I'm gonna unmack your ass, boy." Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but here's my whole thing: is that they've obviously hinted at a second movie. I will speak on that in a moment. Okay, so I think that this was just to test the waters to see where they could go with it. I don't, I don't watch a Mortal. Okay, I don't watch a Mortal Kombat movie 
for subject matter? So there's two different types of fans, and I've learned this term, and I'm, I'm shout out Jeremy Johns right now because I love that man. Um, there's gore over lore and lore over gore fans. Oh, for sure. When it comes to Mortal Kombat. Absolutely. Um, I feel like it's sad because I, I, I don't want anyone who feels like they enjoyed the movie just on the base level. Cool, I saw a bicycle kick. I saw the fatalities. That's awesome. I, right. I'm excited that you guys enjoyed that, and don't get me wrong. I love that. But yeah. the truth is, from a script writing perspective, Cole brings nothing to the story. Well, I'm sorry that Hunter S. Thompson didn't direct Mortal Kombat DJ. <laughs> well, no, hey, well, no, no, even no. John Tobias said, <laughs> no, like, dude, you removed John. Here's the thing. You removed Cole. We actually get character development I am for a the little rest annoyed. of the I am a little annoyed that they and added they, a new and character. And that was a studio like, mandate. They forced him in. And I said this from the minute they announced him. I'm like, he's Mortal Kombat Alice. Because Liu Kang's not the chosen one. He's not going to be Shao Kahn. They've already said, well, Liu Kang is not our leader. It's Cole Young. He's going to kill everyone going forward. And basically, all our characters don't mean yeah. trash. You know, Let can I be honest? Can I, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I, I was gonna say about like the whole Cole Young fight. Like, first of all, Cole was a trash character. Yes, he's a box of wood. Um, he didn't even have hands. And That's here's the thing. Like, yeah, dude, he, he was kind of shitty the whole movie. If he had movie. hands, I'd be like, all right, man, I got hands. He though. was a shitty MMA fighter. Let me he's say bad. this. And you're gonna tell me? You're gonna tell me that he just beats Goro? Right. And yeah, let me Goro, say this, Goro, yeah. Louis Tan, the actor, he's a cool dude. Oh, great he's guy. He's a great guy. Yeah. They gave him a shitty script. Greg Russo said when he talked about the script initially, Cole was already a, a mandate. Liu Kang could not be the lead. Johnny Cage it. could not be involved. I hate see it. There's a lot of stuff that Warner Brothers was like, we don't want this because that's not going to sell. I didn't know any of that. Yeah, dude. Like, I'm I'm a hyper nerd. This is my shit. This is my bread and butter. Oh, dude, There's all him. these tingles running up and down my nipples. Pretty much. Anytime something came out about the movie, but like it, it was sad because I could see the director and everybody behind it had passion about the characters, but when mm -hmm. it comes to scripts like that, dude, you can't get everything you want in. So what we got at the end of the day was the closest to MK. So, but no, 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 no but like, do. okay, first of all, listen, okay. Yeah, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no. Well, I'm not. I'm not switch a little bit, but go oh, ahead. Okay, so so two things I want to get, I, I want to, I'm going to start with a statement and then a question. The statement that I have is I just feel like I'm trying. I'm trying to articulate like like that. Like Cole Young's character in that movie didn't feel important until the end of the movie. Number one. Number two. For a split second, because when he got his thing, you know, his whole like whatever I guess you'd call it your quirk, you know, <laughs> and I saw like the like the ton fuzz. I was like, are they gonna make him? I thought that was gonna be Striker for a second. No, if he like, was for, Striker for a second, I was like, dude. Well, because that's what I was waiting. That would I was be like, the worst that would be the worst. Because I, I, I saw because you see because you see Cabal. And I was like, is, was I was waiting. Also. I was literally waiting for them to be like, Cole Young is an ex-cop. I'm like, here we go. Striker. You know, the worst, stupidest character. badge in the movie, right? Listen, right. Yeah. This is not the time to bring out Striker. Right. Yeah, this is. No, the, yeah, not yeah. Not that's a very good point. <laughs> All right. So here's a fatality called br police brutality, bro. This is not the fucking time. Oh, my God, dude. I remember that shit in MK9, dude. I remember his fucking x-ray, dude, when he puts the light out. It's like, oh, my God. No, but the question I was going to ask is, okay. Do you think that it should have been a television series? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And yes. I will tell you yes. this right now, dude, I have literally, like, I'm one of those nerds. It's like, I got fan fiction. I've, la I've laid this out. I have mm. laid this out. You open, still do the Sub-Zero Scorpion thing. Next, you talk about how Earthrealms failed for a bunch. Oh, shit, Kung Lao died. Hanzo, help us out. Fuck y'all. I'm helping out the Shirayu. Hanzo dies. We get fucked for the next eight tournaments. Liu Kang and Kung Lao are available. We got to gather the other combatants. What other combatants? 
episode two, three, four, whatever the fuck, Sony and Jax, Johnny Cage, boom, get to the tournament. You wrap up the first tournament in the first fucking eight episodes. Then you do the invasion of the Wuxi Academy. On season two. In season two. It's fucking easy, and this give me, is what give, me. Yeah, give me a flashback to training between Kung Lao exactly. and Liu Kang. Mm-hmm. Show me Bo Raicho. Yeah. Show me... Um, not Explain not, why Bo, Bo Raicho's been training Earthrealm's champions, because he's an Outworld defector. He right. came from Outworld. He's a big old drunk, win. just like me. I yeah, love him. What were you going to say, Aaron? I was going to I was gonna switch up, because I was like, let's talk about the good things. Because we always talk about the bad yeah. things. It's all I see online. I'm like... Let's talk about the good thing. Sure. Kano. Oh, yeah. Perfect. That was a perfect Kano. Perfect. I think that was perfect. That he stole the movie. Yeah. I've never liked Kano as a character, and it was weird for me to say, like, the first thing about a Mortal Kombat movie was, I like Kano. Right. And I think that it's cool because you instantly see the, I guess you would call the anti-chemistry between between him and Sonya, because that is a canon thing. And that's why in Deadly Alliance, you see that he has the necklace of Sonya's hair. You know what I mean? So I think that they were going in the right direction, but it almost seemed like if you had a bunch of kids in a room, and it's 3.30 in the morning at sleepover and you said you know it'd be cool if we did a Mortal Kombat movie and this is what happens and then this is gonna happen yeah. and then we show Kano and then you know what I'm thinking maybe Reptile's not gonna be a real like ninja part of the ninja clan but maybe he's like an actual like beast you know what I mean I just feel like you're paid too much money to have the character design that you Which, did but well, go ahead well, he does transform in uh, MK5 because the thank you I was about to say like okay. there is a time when Reptile is that which also make, makes it weird because it's like so is that Reptile or just another Saurian yeah Um, but so like, but back to thinking like, yes, like Kano was definitely the one where he's like, all right, this man's killing it right now. The, the acting is phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm sad about? What? Is the original Shang Shang Tsung dead? No, Kerry Tagawa is still alive. Kerry Tagawa. He did motion capture and voicing. <laughs> My man is Shang Tsung in the fucking game. But that's what I'm saying. Why did they not make him? Is there is there a Warner Brothers thing with that? Because Warner Brothers made the first Mortal Kombat movies, right? They did. So here's something that's really interesting. Um, if you followed the MK community for a long time, even the competitive community, sure. Ed Boon and everybody who actually works on Mortal Kombat mm. didn't say a fucking thing about the movie until it came out. Wild. They never said a it's goddamn wild. thing. I'll tell you this. They yeah. had issues with it. Mm. Well, first thing, I get over here wasn't Ed Boon. I no, just it and I, I understand because it's Hiroki Hiroka Sonata. He it was in his initial tone and everything and something that was super weird about the end of the movie i know this is a bad point but like how does cole understand japanese yeah i was thinking that too i was <laughs> really thinking that too like dude no heart. you know what dead ass i i legitimately thought like he might as well like like scorpion might as well just been like a boop 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 and he was just like okay on god yeah that's what I, honestly <laughs> honestly honestly dude, i thought that's what he was saying like like can you imagine like I, the way i look at it is that you know i'm a white dude with Hispanic background and maybe the right person might think that I am Hispanic but I feel like if someone would have talked to me in Spanish I'd just be like okay yeah okay like he could have just been like I will come back to kill the family all right grandpa like you know what I mean like he just like just all right so I'll talk about good things and not bad things like I can I can tear apart this movie all day exactly I did appreciate Kung Lao's actor, so something that's super cool. Max Wang, he is a first time actor. <laughs> Max Wang, yeah, I actually, like that a he's lot. A techno musician too. Um, he uh, that's his first legit acting role, but he used to train. He was a stunt guy in a bunch of old Jackie Chan films. Yeah, so that's really? why I didn't yeah, know that. Dude, so he's, that's cool. That's why I was so hyped about this movie. Is a lot of the it's fucked up. A lot of the Asian characters are actual martial martial artists, yeah. like Joe Taslam, Ludi Lin, yeah. mm-hmm. fucking Max Wang. All yeah. of them have legit training, and then some of the act- other actors went in to get awesome training too. So like, it bumps me out because I don't want to spoil the film for anyone here. Kung Lao's not in the movie a long time, right? 
but he kills it the entire time he's fucking. Man, we talked about it. If you didn't know, because you yeah, I mean, I said for the record, I said spoiler alert. So I mean, no, no, yeah, like well, like fuck that. Like we talked about it too. It's like if you watch the fucking preview for it, you know. He's not in the movie. Oh, no. They fucking made it obvious. The trailer tells you the whole fucking movie. And I called out the producer on this shit on Twitter because he fucking that scene. My man's reached out on Twitter. You don't understand how much this man loves it. Like, there's that scene where Luke King's like, oh, and he's got his fucking headband. I'm like, that's that's from Kung Lao's hat. And my right. fiance at the time's like, baby, no. You're looking. I'm like, that's from fucking Kung Lao's hat. I'm not hat. reaching. He doesn't have it any other time in the film. He only has it later. This is later on in Outworld, and his costume looks burned. He's been fighting. So that's Kung Lao's. So wait, so hold on. So so talk about more good things. Like to to to, to hold off on that. So good things more. Um, I said this before, and I I still stick with it. You saw the best fight in the first part of the film. Yeah, Scorpion versus Sub Zero is the best fight, and that's not a spoiler because they HBO released the first seven minutes. Yeah, Yeah. like that fight was fire. And also, can we talk about the justice of the spear? The spear was done well. Cause that shit pissed me off in the first in the Why first. Why the fuck does it have a mouth? Comes like, out of his hand. I'm like that shit's dumb. I'm like, oh, no. yeah, I like When he's swinging yeah. about it, when he's swinging around his elbow, I was like, yeah, that's how you. I just want to see Johnny Cage punch Goro in the balls. Uh, uh, you will not. So like, <laughs> and that's the thing with Johnny Cage is like, there's all these rumors. Like, dude, I'm gonna tell you like right now, the MK community does not fucking like Cole Young. The whole pitch from the entire MK. Leaks Reddit is yeah. how do we kill Cole Young in the first twenty minutes to give his marking the job? When is he gonna actually get hands? Right. Yeah, I just feel like he was such a such a waste, dude. But he was. Let's talk about good things. Good things. Brutality. Uh, brutalities were fantastic. Um, I actually Cabal. Really, period. Cabal was sick. Cabal looked. Cabal. Fantastic. Period. That was a nice surprise. I Shang Tsung looked that. good too. I think he looked good. Shang Tsung. So- I wish we got more original. Shang what is up? Hold on. Let me just say. What is up with that fucking great value Shao Kahn? It's not Shao Kahn. Okay, but to the, to the average Mortal Kombat fan, that definitely it was a like, mistake in casting. Nathan Jones should have been Khan, not Reiko. Um, and that statue was like, oh, check out what we're doing. But it's like, okay, here's the problem. You guys have already established certain events. Nightwolf has fought in a tournament. Yeah. Kotal Khan has fought in a tournament. Yeah. Katana's fought in a tournament because we see her fucking We see fan. her blades. Yeah, we see the blades. So what's happened so far? So right. like, they fucked around with their own continuity and it kind of hurt them in some yeah. ways. But as a normal fan, I love seeing bi- the bicycle kick. That was amazing. Well, listen, you can't have Luke Cain without a bicycle can kick. I, can I say my favorite scene? I love the scene where he's training um, uh, Kano. And he's doing the low the kick. Sweep. The he leg sweeps. Sweep. Yeah. He spam. He spams it, and and Kano jumps like in Mortal Kombat, where it's like <laughs> it's not even a natural jump. He just like, hey, you know what I mean? Like, and still hilarious. I love that. I love that they said things like you know, like like finish him, and like you know what I mean. Get o- like you know, you wait for the get over here. It's I like, felt I felt like the the Kano wins was natural. The flawless victory was not. Yeah, flawless victory made no sense because that's not who killed. Kung Lao. Yeah, so it was like, chill, young man. Like, <laughs> like I get it, too, and I'm like, all right, Lou, I, Ludi Lin, if you ever hear this, bro, I love you. I'm loving the workout tips from the vegan king from MK. I do. The but, vegan king. But, bro, like, you are the champion. Don't let Cole steal your spotlight. <laughs> also, like, it's so hard because, like, there was a lot of bad things. So it's like, I'm really trying to stick to it, uh, but let's face Costumes it. Costumes were sick. I can say that. Costumes yes. were sick. The, again, spoiler alert. Uh, Sub Zero, Sub Zero turning into Bihan straight at the end with the black suit. With the black oh, suit, it's coming. Oh it's coming. God, so dude. like that shit was based. Um, and yeah. then uh, Sub Zero's X-ray. Yes, yeah. They gave us a Sub Zero X-ray, and I was like, hot. They took out the sound and everything. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, it would do like that. 
Yeah. I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> Amazing, dude. So that was hype. Um, only thing I wish, like, I know they did the, the famous Scorpion fatality, but like I, I said this before, I wish they did the... Is that is NKX? Yeah. The one where he chops off the head, yeah. and the head flies in the air, and he spears the head. That would have been hot. That would have been hot. That would have been hot. I also like. I've heard in. So here's the weird thing: the movie we got and Warner Brothers. I kind of don't care if y'all hear this because you fuck up everything. You fuck up <laughs> everything. Wow. Now Warner Brothers will be like, "Hey, uh, are you the basement dweller? Listen, I'm. <laughs> we're suing you. Sues for slander. This is not defamation. <laughs> hey, but- are you the guy with less than fifty subscribers on YouTube? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna fuck your world up. Fucking. Now. So- what are you, Nintendo? <laughs> there was additional footage so- shot for this film. Like, this is a cut-down version. Yeah. The original film yeah, was clearly. two hours long. That's probably going to be this podcast. About- I want to keep talking, so let's go. <laughs> Ludi Lin talked about how a lot of the fight scenes that they shot, we didn't even see all the fight scenes. My I, a gripe I have at the end is the fight scenes were too quick. I oh, wanted, fuck yeah. I wanted yeah. legit two-minute bouts between right. each character. Yeah, that, 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 that little mini-tournament was kind of whack. No, yeah, yeah you Can, are. You quick. know what's crazy, too, is how did they not... We see how did Raiden totally let Kung Lao die when he could have teleported yeah, everybody? Ridiculous, away? trash. Well, that's how I feel about Endgame, but that's for another podcast. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, no, we ain't got time. Uh, we <laughs> see, we back, see. <laughs> so we have Sub Zero, we have Scorpion, we have Sona, Sonya, Kano, Nintara, mm-hmm. Shang Tsung, Kung Lao. We see all their quote unquote special moves. I am so pissed that we did not see the Superman punch, the Gotcha grab. Right or the blast from Jax. So okay, so um, Double yeah. Toasted <clears throat> is yeah. a podcast in which McCod Brooks's brother Billy Brooks is on. Okay, he only went back to shoot additional footage in October of 2020. So the Reiko fight, the Sub Zero fight, that's all new. Jax was barely in the fucking movie right. originally. And I would have taken. Remember, remember the first, remember the first uh, Fantastic Four where like you hear the thing say it's clobbering time. Oh yeah, just out of nowhere. Basically. And I don't care if they have to just pencil it in. If if Jax can just grab someone and just say gotcha, gotcha. yeah, <laughs> dude. So Jax is my guy. That's my character. I love grapple characters. That's my thing. And I was so pissed that we didn't see a Superman punch. We didn't see a gotcha grab. We didn't see wrestling moves. Let me hold on. Let me talk about the Jax thing. Uh, first of all. The fact that they used that for him to get his arms made no sense. Dude, his yeah, on God. That made no sense. Like you could have done that. You could have <clears> did <throat> Sonya finds Jax, takes him back to the fucking shit, left to him, special and forces, ja- and, it, and, it, and then Jax shows up later. It's like you couldn't have it without me, baby. Right, like, you know right, right, right. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. It's like so. So and this is where I got confused with the whole like like the quirk enabling, and I'm just like so. How does that happen? How does the universe just decide, like, okay, well, Jax has robot arms Kano now, so we're going to give him bigger robot arms? Yeah. What if he got fucking a jetpack? Or what if he got, ma- like, fire breathing? That's I, what I'm saying. I, I had to let it happen because I was just like, we watch anime, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you had to believe in him. Yo, there's yeah. better character development, power development. Go anime, Beyond dude. plus Ultra. Plus I'm ultra. just saying that, like, that part annoyed me the most. That they gave him some fucking macaroni noodle arms. And they were just like, don't worry, you'll get it. You know what I mean? Like, it was just Yo, lame. you're right. And on top of that, the other Jax thing that bothers me, you gave us the stage, and he didn't stage fatality. Dude, the uppercut. After, The honestly. uppercut. I told I'm Allie. Glad that, dude, like, I like I told Jolly, Allie. Don't do it on that stage. I said, dude, he was fighting that that, that dude. Rico. So what is his name? That's Rico. Rico. So he's fighting him. I'm like, dude, let's fuck him up. Give him the uppercut. And I want to see the stage fatality. You were on the stage. You were there. That is the most, one of the most iconic moments. And you didn't even do it. Fatalities for the film were cut down because otherwise they would have been served with an NC-17. Oh, no. What? 
What you mean that Mortal Kombat? Yeah, but they like come out saw chicken half. Yeah, that was pretty gruesome. That's it, we didn't see. It's dude, the way ESRB and everyone else does things is fucking weird because there are more brutal fatalities. They just got cut because they couldn't release the film otherwise. That's wild to me That's that so you wild. say shit like that. Because granted, like we watch horror movies. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, I've seen worse gore in horror movies. There's so there's other cuts. So dead meat, fucking. Um, they do cut comparisons, and there's certain theatrical cuts of horror films that only get released by barely skating the R uh, rating. Like back in like the 1970s, dude, there was a lot of horror films where like deaths were nearly pornographic. I, I'll tell you what, like, because like the first thing I think of, like, <laughs> I'm glad you said that. I want to say something, but like, go ahead. Shout out. Okay, so link to this because like uh, we talked about Invincible earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, do you did you watch Jason three? Yeah, in 3D. Not in 3D. <laughs> well, it, 3D. it's in 3D, and one of the one of the cutscenes is that he crushes the guy's head, mm-hmm. right? And the eyeball pops out and goes toward the camera. Yeah. And I'm just like, that came out in the 80s, right? That is brutal as hell. That's fucking gnarly. And Mortal Kombat can't skate away in 2021. I don't know, but it's funny that you said about like the pornographic thing because I just um, I'm a huge um, I prefer gore to lore when it comes to horror movies. I don't like psychological horrors because to me they are scarier to me. <laughs> Dude, that's what we well, love. So I'm not a so I'm not a big I'm not a big horror. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um I I don't I, I don't like scary movies because I'm a big old baby. I, I just I just I get scared and I have nightmares. I'm I I, I never grew past the age of eleven. Um but the whole thing, like okay, so so when I was a kid, I I have an aunt who's just a huge horror buff, but she loves Splatterhouse Gore. Like my house style shit. Well, it's not like you know, not like fucking like um, you know, like she the like, the what's that? What's that one? Oh my god, I was just talking to Ali about it. The one Hostel that was saw. no, 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 no. Quentin Tarantino. Something, shit. something August, something like that. I don't know. It's like one of those. Like it looks like a snuff film. It's like uh, yeah, you know. Okay, I think I know. Yeah. Anyways, so so, but my whole thing is like when I was a kid, she would let me borrow movies, and what I would do is I would watch like the like the directors behind the scenes yeah. to see how it was done. So that when when I watch it. I feel better. Yeah. Right. So the but you mentioned like there were some things that were almost pornographic. I'll never forget. So I'm a huge Saw fan, and do you remember Saw 3D? Yeah. yeah. So there's a scene where Jill, who's the wife of Jigsaw, um, has a dream where she gets caught by the detective whose name escapes me. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Hoffman, about. Detective Hoffman, and she's in an unwinnable trap. And uh, he says the line, you know, you know what the worst part about killing you is, is I can only do it once. And he hits a button and like this big spear just like comes her way. And in her dream, it like rips her in half. But I'll never forget the fact that they added the detail because she was wearing a spaghetti top shirt. Her titty came out. So like her torso is in fourths, but her fucking titties out. Yeah, so a titty. That's what I'm saying. So I'm just like, what the? F-? So, so, power you're, of titties. so you're like, oh, that's so gross, but. I'm curious. I'm sickened, but curious. <laughs> yeah, like so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I totally get I it. That. Um, I didn't know you didn't like horror. I don't like horror movies. That's sad. I didn't because why? Well, okay, okay, it. but hold on, hold on. I don't hate them. I just they're not my first to watch. Man, but like, but also like when I when I think of horror too, like again, like I am the person like I like psychological things. Yes. I like shit that can happen in real life because that's real horror to me. Have you seen the movie Frailty? Sorry, Matthew McConaughey. And, um, oh, my God, what's his name? He died. He died. 
Heath and Ledger? Like, no, 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 no. Hold on. Uh, dude, I think Frailty, I think the Anthony Hopkins. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. The other F movie. Fracture. Fracture. The that's dad, a good fucking movie. Yeah, Fracture's that's a great, that's a great movie. Um, the, the, as soon as I get his name, you're going to know exactly who I'm talking about, but he's in a, uh, Bill Paxson. Oh, shit. So, so Bill Paxson plays the dad. Okay. Now, yeah. when I say psychological horrors, I, I might be misconstruing this a little bit. My, my, my least favorite horrors are, are, um, jump scares. That's fair. I don't like that. So, so, so psychological is not the right word because frailty is actually one of my favorite movies of all time. And it's a movie based on Bill Paxson is the dad. And he says that he has a vision from, um, God that, God gave him the ability to, if he touches somebody, he can see their true nature. So he can see if they've done anything bad. Um, you know, so like if they're like demons. So so Bill Paxson has two boys. Um, in the future, as played by... Um, Sounds like Unbreakable. I just said his name. I just said his fucking name, but I've had a couple Denzel of Denzel movie when he's like hunting down demons. What's shit? his name? What's his name? All right. Bill all Paxson. right. All right. Oh, Matthew, Matthew, McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. So Matthew McConaughey plays one of the brothers. I don't remember who the other brother is. But anyways, the whole psychological part about it is that like you have one son who believes the dad yeah. and one son who thinks it's total bullshit. So there's scenes where the dad will just bring home some like, 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 like a lady yeah. and put him in the basement. She's a demon. We have to kill her because God told me to kill her. Right. Basically. So it's like. The one son's like, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. And the other son's like, that's total bullshit. Spoiler it again. Comes to find out, it's a, it's totally fucking real. And he could touch him and his son get the ability. So, like, there's a scene at the end where, like, uh, Matthew McConaughey, because uh, it's one of those ones where it's like it tells from the from the future and then goes back to the past. Yeah. Um, he, like, shakes the detective's hands or whatever, and he goes, you're a good man, detective. Because he knows. That he's, you know what I mean? Because yeah. there's another detective who, like, pretty much let his mom die. Yeah, but it's like such a mind fuck. I love that kind of shit. What I don't like is just consistent jump scares, like like the Conjuring, yeah, like, stuff like not, that. That's not psycho- like psychological to me. Is like, for example, my, my one of my favorite movies uh, is The First Strangers, and the reason yeah. why is because of the fact that the, it's always that line in the movie where it says, "Why are you doing this to us?" and it says, "Because you were home." Aaron, Aaron, I've said this so many times, dude. Like that, that like, is I, horrible. I hate, I, dude. I, I wish, I wish Ali was here right now because I've talked about this so many times that I fucking hate home invasion movies because I hate horror movies where people who did literally nothing wrong are being tormented. So that's why I don't like The Strangers. I don't like The Hills Have Eyes. I don't like hostile for the most part. Sometimes they're assholes, yeah. but the, that exact part. Yes, because that sounds so real. It Dude, is real it because happen. because any like anybody USA, you fucked around and you found out. Like you actually, you didn't even fuck around. Like you were just chilling. Yeah, you were chilling. Like that to me is wild. Like, like Human Centipede. They these girls yeah. did nothing wrong, and now they're or like a fucking what's that one by Kevin Smith? Walrus. Tusk, yeah, dude was this fucking just shit. making a podcast. Shit, I'll even tell you <laughs> me. No, Bro, don't travel. <laughs> well, like I'll tell you a more outlandish one, but the horror is still real. Uh, uh original thriller, a uh, fucking seven. Yeah. God, I love it. God Seven. Damn. Seven's a big one where it's just like, bro, he was just a regular ass detective doing regular ass detective things, and just the horror of. Such such a thing happening, and yes, it's a little outlandish because it's like the situation. But the horror itself is—I feel like as we get older, yeah, horror becomes more scary because we know more about the world. Yes, and how yes, yeah, you could fuck around and this could be you. I think it's just as we get older, the veil between what's considered horror and reality starts to 
waver a bit. Right. Well, like, I've told you about, like, how much I'm, like, I'm into horror and, and things that are scary. Yeah. And the things that are scary are the little things that I feel like a lot of horror movies I'm talking about. Like, I, I've, I've talked with these guys consistently about how creepiness isn't a, uh, isn't a thing in a lot of horror. Um, so, recently, we'll talk about this real quick. So, uh, I, so, you are, one of our mutual friends uh, has the movie Eraserhead. Right, I love that movie. Yeah, so he took it over because I was like, I want to watch that. Right, David Lynch bullshit. Yeah, yeah. we watched that shit. Uh, fucking gave me nightmares. Yeah, why? As an adult, grown ass man. (laughs) Well, because now you know, you know. And so I used to live in Los Angeles, and there was um, homeless was around all the time. You know what I mean? And and there was just randoms. Maybe not homeless, but just like, what are you doing? Like like, where are you going? It's two in the morning. I just got done doing a comedy crawl. Cecil Hotel, dude. Yeah, I. Yo yo, hold on. So actually, part of that, yes. Yeah. So recently, I watched Mulholland Drive, mm-hmm. and I—it's funny because like I've heard of Mulholland Drive, I know about it, I know about the face, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't know what happened in the first fifteen minutes of the movie. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> so I'm in my room with LEDs on, red light. Oh. I'm over here vibing, right? <laughs> and I'm over here just like. And, like, if anybody's watching or watching, listening, listening. anybody who's listening, you see Mulholland Drive, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. The scene in the diner when he's talking to what seems to be his therapist about this dream that he had. Um, And basically the dream was blah, 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 blah. Uh, You were sitting here in this diner. I want to come to this diner specifically. Um, But it was a terrifying nightmare because there was this guy behind the wall and there's this face. I never want to see his face. Right. And it'll show you the fucking face. Like, it's like, <laughs> it horrifying. Like, right. It's so right. dumb. It's so dumb because in your head, you're just like, there's David Lynch. It makes movies that at the end you go, what the fuck did I just watch? That's a great director. Right? Yeah, 100%. Director. And the thing is, like, he doesn't do jump scares very often. That's the wild part. He doesn't do jump scares. That was a jump scare, but technically on the list of jump scares, it wasn't even a jump scare like, ah, you know, like it didn't scream at you or anything, right. but it was just the way he shoots things. My biggest thing is it's long pans. Long pans yeah. are the key to a tension good building. horror Oh, it's movie. tension building. It's kind of like, like a, like a, I think like, like a natural horror element is like um something's coming at you from one angle. It just, it just comes towards you because you know it's coming, you know, or like, like masterfully, like you look at the first Conjuring movie where um uh, they're talking about the demon and it goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And then you go to the one guy and it's behind the him. Head. Oh no, that's uh, Insidious. Yeah, it's or Insidious. Insidious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Patrick Wilson's in both those. Yes, <laughs> yes, right, yes, right, yes, right, yes. right, right. So, so that's that's one. Um, another one would be so you talked about stuff coming at you. Uh, the uh, Ryan Reynolds Amityville Horror. Yes, where he goes into the barn. That's a great one. And it flies at you. Horrifying. Horrifying, dude. Um, and then another one. Um, we talked about earlier with Halloween. Mm-hmm. Halloween has a big one where the detective walks outside. He walks outside. It's quiet. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Talking outside and do this, and you could feel it. Yeah, you feel the tension. And it shows up. Huh. Yeah, get your ass. But it was nothing. Right. It was nothing. Right. That is to me like that's the essence of like real horror. Yeah. Of just the moments of just like there's a silence. It is just you. You hear your own footsteps. That is it. And then nothing happens. Right. It's kind of like it's kind of like reminds me of like you know speaking of Halloween like like uh, like the like the Rob Zombie remake the first one where it shows young Michael just walking through the house. It's like you know what oh, yeah. his malicious intent is, you know. But it's like but like when is it gonna happen? 
Yeah. When and is it going to happen? So another thing that I've talked about before, too, um, I keep saying I've talked about. We haven't <laughs> talked about it here. Me and band practice, because we talk about horror movies a lot. Right. Um, <laughs> the first Evil Dead. I think that the Love best it. part of Evil Dead is the camera pan of whatever's coming. Yeah, oh, dude. Dude, the Deadites in the, in the woods are the best part about that. It's, oh, it's my God. It's such a horrifying camera shot. The ending. Just yeah. bam, right because, in front of his face. The, it's always you're running from something, but you don't know. You what. don't know. Fear it's of the same, unknown. To me, to me, it's the same fear when you were a kid, and you go, you go upstairs, yeah. and you turn off the light, yeah. and you run up the fucking <laughs> stairs. <laughs> There's nothing there. You were just down there, but maybe, right? Maybe. Shit, shit. Dude. <laughs> and I think it's funny that you say that. As an adult, you get more scared because you know what the real world is. Oh yeah. You know that someone can literally knock on your door. And be like, like they said, oh, what, what, is Katie here? Or like, is like someone here? No. Oh, okay. Well, now I know you're home. And is now it? me and my friends are going to literally ruin your life. Yeah. All right. So hold on. So that's <laughs> my favorite fear. I say it's my fa- <laughs> Your favorite. My favorite Bro, thing what? I'm terrified of. <laughs> listen, listen. 100%. All right. And I've, I know people can relate to this. One of my biggest fears is at night, you open up the window and there's a Face there. The police officer. Oh shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean that's of a certain melanin content. <laughs> For all my melanin brothers. <laughs> but no, seriously, that's a fear of mine. Opening up the blinds and someone's just vibing outside right. your window. Like hey. I wanna cry <laughs> when I think of that type of thing. That is horrifying to me because then again it's another thing of just like, I know you're home now. Dude. Right. I got to tell you about like the worst dream I've had as of late. And this is back when um, I was still living with my mom. And um, it's not even like super horror aesthetic, but like this is the one dream that shook me most is the idea of someone breaking into my home. Like I was sleeping in bed. My fiance is next to me. My mom's in her room. The dogs are in her bedroom. Mm -hmm. And I hear something. And I go out into like the main living room and there's already like three fucking dudes in there. I'm done. They fucking kill me. Right. And they just run through the rest of the house. That has always been my biggest like fucking like like movies like The Strangers. I appreciate this story. I never enjoyed the film personally, but I know for me in like real life, that's the worst fucking fear is that I'm going to be right. unprepared and they're going to fucking get me. That's the shit. Fuck, man. You guys are... Yeah, I'm not going to go to bed tonight. Nah, it's, it's time for spooky moments. Dude, so I had a nightmare. Yeah. Do you guys want to talk about something real quick, and then we'll, we'll take our last break? Yeah. I actually want oh, to shift it to... ghost stories, too. Yeah, yeah. so dude, you guys are going to have to come back because... Absolutely, I mean, man. Let me, let me just say, you guys have been such amazing guests, and this is very uh, momentous. You're my first uh, two-person guest, so... Um, but check this shit out. So... Um, I have very vivacious dreams. Um, that's something Same. that I've that's something I've gone to therapy for. Um, because the thing is, is that I've experienced sleep paralysis. Uh, you know, everyone has, but 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 I don't know about you guys. Um, but I have a a recurring dream. It's the same thing, you know. <laughs> so I have this dream where it is always me and a combination of three friends. Um, and I say that, and I mention this one specifically because you've been in it. Um, okay. uh, Aaron has been in it, um, where where it's in a car. Okay. Um, it's nighttime, and we're always driving. Um, it, it always is downtown Phoenix, the 17 to like Avondale. Okay. Um, back around to the 101, and then within about a 10 mile radius of what my home is at that time. Right. Right. The whole dream is just we're listening to music. 
we're having fun, you know, same old shit, you know, we're, we're just talking, we're smoking, maybe sometimes we're smoking weed, sometimes we're drinking in the car. I mean, it's, it's kind of like whatever, some, you know, I mean, I've had dreams. Adolescent bullshit. Right. I mean, there's time, there's legitimately times where like, I've had dreams where we're all playing like Smash Bros on the Switch in the car. Um, But at one point, my subconscious decides to say, let's just say DJ's driving. Hey, DJ, go ahead and like, you just take me here. Okay. There was never a conversation that you were taking me anywhere. Like, but I'm like, right here is fine. You know, kind of like you're my Uber driver. So we all pull over. You all know where I live, but none of you say anything. So I go, yeah, right here is fine. Let's just, let's just throw out an example. I used to live on, you know, 19th and Northern. Yep. Let's just throw out the, uh, the McDonald's on like 83rd and Bell. Probably them all. Okay. Okay. Let's yeah. just throw yeah. it as an example. Yeah. And, um, I said, yeah, right here is fine. And um, all of you were just like, all right, man, have a good night. See you later. Close the door. You guys drive away. And I just start walking home. And I'm like 10 miles away from my house. Wild. And it's like 3 in the morning, so there's no traffic. There's no one bugs me. I've never, like, there's not any other people walking. It's just crickets chirping. Every now and again, you get like the (sighs) of a car passing by, you know. I just walk. No music. I just walk to my house and these dreams go on for a long time because I'm legitimately in real time walking to my house. But get this, as soon as I get into my house, jingle the keys, I open the door, I'm awake. That's some introspective shit right, right. now. I'm just going to throw that out there. Right. Now. And I and I have told and I have told therapists over the years that I have this I've been having this dream since I was in high school. And I don't know what it means. I don't know to this day and there's, you know, they always tell me like, oh, like, you know, you're searching for something or, you know, like you're, you're, <laughs> you want to find your home. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah you know, <laughs> but so like I was just kind of curious, you know, what do you think that means? Well, we'll start with Aaron. Um, I mean, if we're talking about like dreams and their meaning, they're super abstract and you kind of take whatever from it. But I mean, kind of it kind of is that sense of just like you're searching for a home far away from home, like it doesn't matter where you are, where you start, but it's just like, whatever it is, you need to go home. Um, but it, because you keep waking up when you jiggle your keys, um, you don't know if you're ever actually home. Right. Okay. And so I think you're, you're still searching for that mentally. Like I'm searching for something. Yeah. And every time you wake up, it's just like, I, you never sure. Because the thing is like, it never show it never shows you what's actually behind the door. Right. Right. Yeah. I literally just open the door to whatever house I was living at the time and I wake up. Like I'm literally opening the door. I'm awake. I'm it, awake. It feels like a journey. I mean, some people could probably say that as like at like astral projecting in a sense or like a, some, yeah. a certain kind of lucid dreaming. And because, said, and because you go home, right. you wake up. Right. You know, that's the that's the like the my hub. subconscious is telling me it's time to wake up. Exactly. You're home now. It's time to wake up. So some people could view it as that, but like if you want to view it like a metaphorical sense, I mean that kind of makes sense as far as you know you're searching for home exactly, but you don't know what that is per se. Mm-hmm. You know wherever you you live, that's home, right? But it's like it's still very abstract because like when you get home, are you home? Home? Is, do you, is that what you feel? Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> what, like, what, what, what about you? What about you? Um. So as far as something like that, weirdly enough, I've actually lived that experience but that was a personal choice um <laughs> <laughs> with a dream like that it it does feel like kind of you're searching for something but i always fall back to this song that like 
it's definitely on like one of our fucking playlists. My fiance plays it all the time. Uh, one of the lyrics is, uh, "Home is wherever I am with you." So I feel like in that sense, like you have an idea of who your friends are and who's important to you, but it's more of a sense of issue of self-discovery because it's just you going on that journey. Right. And your friends are willingly okay with the fact that you are going on a 10 mile walk by yourself. They trust you enough to find the, to endure that journey on your own. Because sometimes there's certain lessons in life that as much as you need people around and you want them around and they're going to be around and they love you and they care about you. There are lessons you have to personally experience by yourself. And so it might be an instance of maybe there's other lessons that you have to learn. And sometimes dude, it could be like really small shit too, or it's just something to help you kind of like level up in life going forward. That was nice. (laughs) I like that. I feel like we're about to make out right now. I can agree with that. Yeah. Like, I can. Like, I can agree with that. I've, you're right. Like, I left out the friends part. If you if you want to, you can add age to that. Oh, yeah. Totally. You can add age of, of moving on from adolescence, um, hanging out with your friends, smoking weed, drinking, whatever the fuck. Uh, but eventually, you have to find your own way. Yeah. Um, and I like that. Real friends, if, you, if, 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 if what you're saying is true, that in your dream is these specific friends, whatever, whatever it may be, if they rotate, whatever, they're the friends that you care about. Um, and the reason why they don't say anything is because they understand. Damn. I like that. I gotta take a piss. Can we take a break? Bet. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's time for Ask Jacob. Uh, listeners of the show know the harp sound. I'm going to kind of move this uh, forward before we close it for the night. Um, this is going to be the... The uh, random question section, um, you know, this is where I like to just kind of read a question that someone has given me, um, which I highly advise anyone else, you know, if you want to reach out via the email or my uh, DMs via Twitter, Instagram, I'll post those at the end of the show, you know, if you ever want to do that. This one comes from Dave. Uh, This says, do you ever find yourself eating out of boredom? Why do you think people use food to satisfy boredom? And do you feel less bored after eating? I can answer the last one immediately. No. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> no. I am back in the void again, and I'm actually more dissatisfied. Oh, interesting. I'm trying to that blows my mind because you don't shit ever, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to make this overly complicated in my, in my response here. Um, definitely don't feel satisfied afterwards, but it's kind of like the same way that, like, dudes will fap just because they're fucking bored. Yeah. And I think it's because we're searching for that minuscule amount of dopamine. Like, I love sweets. I'm like, oh, cool, this is good. But, like, I don't know, I'll do it, but, like, this isn't helping. Like, I've been trying to, like, do other shit. Like, all right, well, yeah. I'm going to just do, do push-ups or walk my dog. Or something yeah, else. Lame. No. So, like, not, <laughs> Boo. Not just eating, man. That's it's, lame. Like, it's empty. No, like, I feel you. Like, I kind of feel you, but also, like, see, like, the dopamine you get from eating your meat, at least you get sleep afterwards. Like, True, after yeah. I eat, like, I have to eat a, a certain type of meal to get sleep, and that certain meal isn't yeah, always the available. Itis. Yeah, barbecue. <laughs> like barbecue really? is the thing that can give me that. Oh, the itis is oh, yeah, the so itis. guaranteed with, the, with barbecue. So so then so this kind of brings me to a sub question is that like what is your board meal? Cereal. Cereal? Hell yeah, I can't cereal. have cereal because I'm lactose intolerant, so I hate to hear it. I know, me too. Almond milk. I don't like it. Bro, it's good. Oat yeah, milk. but I can taste it. Soy. I can taste that Oat it's not milk. Uh, Man, why are you out oh. here? Wait, wait, are you still drinking from the cow titty? Like yeah. You? Sometimes yeah. I'll really punish myself with some because so I like milk in my coffee. Um I, I always go like when I go to Starbucks, my order is always um Americano, 
uh, light whole milk. I just want a little bit of a splash in there just for some color. Just get all the milk, brother. I, I feel like I can taste it. And it's like, maybe it's like me being a picky eater from my childhood where I'm just like, I don't like that. I'll tell you what, like, I can't even drink whole milk anymore. I drink it and I'm just like, I can feel the fat, dude. That shit gross. Really? Yeah, that shit gross. Oat milk for life, y'all. Yeah? Like, gang, gang. <laughs> okay. Like, no, but, uh, yeah, like I, 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 the reason why I think we eat out of boredom is because tasting shit is fire. Well, like I, you said, I mean, it's like a, it's a dopamine boost where yeah. it's just like you know what's always amazing your favorite food. Shit's exactly. busting. So it's like I don't order Uber Eats unless I'm under the influence first and foremost. Oh and, yeah, and it's nighttime. Uh, <laughs> that's that's fair, you know, because I don't feel like driving or I legally cannot drive. Yeah, um, right. But I'll tell you what, sometimes like on certain days, I'm just like, I'm I wouldn't say that I'm. Uh, I, I'm a bored eater. I think I'm an anxious eater. I can I can agree to that because I've had days at work to where, like, honestly, if I get so pissed off, I, I know for a fact in the back of my head, I'm ordering some fucking ice cream. Right. Or I'm getting myself or a veggie burger. ice cream. Right. That's gross. Bro. Oh, I'll ice, tell you man, what. Man, I remember eating ice cream with no ramifications. Okay. That must be nice. They got dairy-free ice cream, man. No, it tastes like that. shit. It tastes no, like it shit. Not. Gelato. You're fuck stupid. No, DJ, no. you're so stupid. No, Get the fuck off my no. show, dude. Right, I refuse. I would rather. Nah, I would rather. Shut up. I would rather <laughs> eat. I would rather eat no ice cream than dairy-free Bro, fucking okay. ice cream. I'm taking you guys to Nami, and we're going to have some vegan ice cream. That's how we're going to handle it. I'm good, but let me tell you. There's a thing about ice cream with me. Um. I eat ice cream until I don't like, and so like, yeah. let me, under, no, 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 let me, under, let me, you don't, that's not what you're thinking. I'm thinking that I will eat like maybe a quarter of ice cream and then immediately hate it and throw it away. Really? It is the wildest shit to me. Like, it I'm is like, not. I have, I have like this small limit of just like, this is the best thing ever. And then it ceases. Like, it's just like, I hate this. This is gross. I don't want this anymore. Hundred percent. I've got the exact opposite. Um, I can order a whole like a little thing of Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, that's just my snack. And it's gone. That moment. Yeah, it's gone. That's, that's not a couple nights. That's no, it's that gone. Moment. And that's the thing, you know. Ali is Ali has been Can't so sweet it. through all of this stuff. My my biggest thing in with me is it's no secret that I'm a I'm a chunky boy, and um, I definitely got way more chunky after high school. You thick? Um, I'm I'm a little thick, but I'm not I'm not like morbidly obese. Then well, that's the dad bods are rocking. You're still it, walking. Uh, I'm still walking. You know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> Slowly but surely, but I'm still walking. My thing, but you know what it is? It's it's my thing is that when I set my mind, this sounds so fat, but like when I <laughs> when I set my mind to like a specific food, I don't care if it's gonna give me diarrhea for four days. I'm gonna eat it. That's not like some heavy. Dude, there are just shit. times where it's just like. <laughs> Like, I'm just stressed about money yep. or, like, I know that when I get into work, I'm going to have to, because I'm a supervisor at my job, I'm going to have to let go of somebody or I'm not a confrontationist person. So it's like, I hate that. So it's like, my whole thing is like, you know what makes me feel better right now? Some half-baked ice cream. Exactly. So I'll tell Allie, I'll say, hey, I'm going to go to Quick Trip. I'm going to get some ice cream. Do you want some? And she's like, and she's so sweet. She's like, do you really want ice cream? Got your ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, dude. She's she got to cook your ass. She's the best I, uh, partner I could ever ask for because she's so fucking sweet. She's like, dude, is that something you really want? And I'm like, yes. Like, so I get there and like, I, I, I feel I feel like a porn addict. I'm grabbing it. I know what I'm doing. You're looking for the perfect. I'm one. looking. Yeah, and it's like, ah, dude. I, dude and I and I and I get home. And I always tell myself, and it's so sad. I'm only gonna have a little bit. Yes, ah! I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have five bites, and I'm done. Literally, I feel like I black out, 
and like I wake back up. I feel like I feel like I just turned into a werewolf, and I and I wake, I'm like, what's what's happening? And I'm like, oh shit, the ice cream's gone. Oh my stomach! And this poor fucking girl has to lay next to me the whole night. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Bro, if you want to get shirts made for your podcast that just say Ice Cream Werewolf, I'm so fucking down. Dude, oh my god. If, if someone out there just remembers, if you can get me the hookup for Ice Cream Werewolf, dude, but Please. I totally get it. You know what? Even just junk for Werewolf, dude. Because there's times where it's just like, dude, I don't get it. I don't know if you guys ever experienced this, whether it be the gym or healthy eating where it's just like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm gonna go get a baconator. Fuck Man, it. All right. Like, so like, <laughs> all right. So I don't really have that specifically. There's only one thing in the world that I'm just like, I turn into a werewolf about. Yeah. Trefoles, Girl Scout cookies, <laughs> the blue box. Yeah. I will eat it all. Really? In ten. Minutes. That's your favorite. Hundred like butter ten cookies all day, but, baby. But no butter cookies. In general, border, bu- butter and shortbread cookies. Yeah, I will, dope. like the 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 tin can. With yeah, your, your dude. All the oh sewing my tools. god, I'm getting horny just thinking about it. it. <laughs> like, hundred, like I can't describe to you. Like we were, like me and me and my friend were driving, and she was like, "Hey, I got these cookies. You want some?" And I was like, "Cool." She fell asleep in the passenger seat, and over here driving along, she woke up. They were gone. <laughs> she was sleeping for only ten minutes. I like I felt yeah. bad because there was crumbs. All over right. me. And she was like, what happened? I was like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I feel like my whole thing with that is like, I think due to bored eating, um, I order meals that are definitely two servings and I'll put it away. I, I, I will put it away. But 10 minutes later, I smoke a bowl. I'm playing video games. I'm just like, dude, that leftover panda would be amazing. But it's not even considered leftovers. I'm still fucking eating it. You know what I mean? Like, man, I feel you because I subway. Like, I buy a foot long. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The foot long is gone. Six for now, dude, six for later. Dude, I live right down the street from a Chiba hut for the first time in my life. That's rough. <laughs> oh, my God in heaven, dude. They have the best fucking sandwiches I've ever eaten in my life. Fry steaks be buzzing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. And I'm not a big, like, sandwich fan, like, like Subway and, like, Blimp, Blimpy and, like, stuff like that. But I haven't had Blimpy in, like, seven years. There's something about. These are still open? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. I'd rather go to Jersey Mike's. Jersey I like Mike's Jersey Mike's. Where the fuck you know what's one I don't like is um uh, no, Jimmy John's. Oh, okay. No. Jimmy John's is trash. He also hunts a. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. No, he's a big piece of shit. Uh, one of my employees definitely used to work for the, for him and. I didn't know there was a Jimmy John, first yeah, and foremost. A, a John of Jimmy. Yeah, a John of Jimmy's. Yeah. And uh, he is a piece of garbage. But you know what? I think he's a piece of trash because he does not offer a toasted sub option. Who the we live fuck in the tw- do that? We live in the 21st century, and the fact that I can't toast my son, sub at my son. My son. <laughs> <laughs> I can't toast my son, uh, my sub at Jimmy John's. That is a fucking crime. Dude. Yo, listen. Every time I go to Subway, I roll up, and they're like, do you want to toast it? I'm like, don't fucking ask Come me. Come on. Are you serious? Is this <laughs> amateur hour? Right like, I want to meet the guy who gets the fucking like cold. I would like a cold ingri- cut Italian. Shut the fuck up, dude. I, the same guy dude. with eight bodies in the freezer. Dude. Yeah, dude. On God, <laughs> I used to live right by a subway, and that's what I would get for lunch all the time, dude. I remember I was waiting in line, and I swear to God, I feel like Subway is the best way to people watch because I feel like you can tell what kind of person someone is by their sandwich order. Imagine, order imagine not buying. The fucking Italian herb and cheese. Oh, like, what the fuck? No, no, dude. So, <laughs> I, I so, like so, white bread. So he got Italian herb and cheese, which is fine, but he got, I swear to God, bologna. Stop. 
Baloney. <laughs> they have they have baloney. They have baloney. So he got baloney. <laughs> I swear to God, this is got a real order. <laughs> baloney, light ham, and uh, uh, American cheese. American Wait, cheese. I have a question. What's up? Is it light ham like a type of ham or just like no, only a like, little bit of like ham? Like literally, <laughs> instead of putting like the normal amount, it's like cut it in half. Okay. Okay. I was like, okay. They so, but but but, but just just baloney. <laughs> <laughs> Come into Subway and try our extra ham. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, okay, so he those are his two meats, and he gets American cheese. Also, fuck you, if you get American cheese, that is the most processed shit of all time. Basic bitch. But no, so the, so the lady goes, oh, do you want that toast? He goes, no, I'm okay. Right there, right there, I'm like, Throw I'm sorry. So she moves it along. He goes, I just want extra lettuce, uh, vinegar and oil, and extra mayonnaise. Call the cops. Kills people. Call and the I cops. was like, what the fuck is call, that? You are you the, the are you the Unabomber? Like, <laughs> like Dude, that is disgusting. That man, he's terrible. He's a nine on 4chan. Like he's right, right, right. Dude, disgusting. <laughs> that dude, that dude has a lampshade made of human skin. Exactly. Yep. 100%. Eight. What a fucking weirdo. He breed, he calls people and breathes heavy and hangs up. Like <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god in heaven, dude! Oh my goodness, that shit's fucking disgusting. Jeez. I don't know. I think I think to sum up, I think to sum up the the question, um, I don't even remember the question. I gotta look. I gotta. When you eating eat. out of okay. boredom? Okay, so uh, yes, I find myself eating out of boredom all the fucking time. Same. It's made me super fucking fat. Hasn't. Uh, do you find? Uh, why do you think people eat to satisfy boredom? Because there's nothing else to do. I've already jerked off for the day. Um, if I keep doing it, it's like beating up a Nerf bullet. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Like it it, 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 hurts to come after hurt. a while, and you know what sounds good is a fucking Big Mac. So, um, and then do you feel less bored after eating? Fuck no! I literally eat just like I jerk off. Where I'm just like, what have I just done? Well, like, it's the worst thing ever too, because like you have to get a big portion so that that feeling doesn't come. So like, for example, like when I go to go eat, like out of boredom, yeah. I make sure to eat. So like when I go and like I'm going to the kitchen, you know you gotta do you gotta do the fridge walk like three times. Like you walk into that bitch, you open it, you look at it. <laughs> nah, I ain't really that hungry. Come, <laughs> come back. Yeah, come back and open it again. <laughs> nah, I ain't gonna. come back third time. You just like bologna and egg sandwich or some bullshit like that, you know? Like and so like you make the oh, shit, and then on top of that, you can't just make that. You gotta get the ramen noodles. That's what I was gonna ask. What's your? All right, I'll start with DJ. What is your like? Poverty grind. Oh, bro, I got this. Wait, hold yeah. on. Like, I'm, I'm like, right what, on. like, what's your grind? Is it because we're the B word? <laughs> no, no. Like, he means like, <laughs> Me too, bitch. What the fuck? <laughs> so, like, I think he means like your struggle meal. Yeah, like, your when struggle you're broke meal. as fuck, but you know you can afford this and you'll be fine to yeah. eat, eat this for yeah, weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight up fucking peanut butter and crackers. That is my oh, shit for life. Yes, dude. Fuck out of you my know face, what it bro. was? You know what it is, too, with a fucking um, Arizona um, Arnold Palmer dude? I totally understand. I. PB and J or just peanut butter with an Arnold Palmer stoner meal for life. That's a good one. What about you? Shit, I already said it, baby. Bologna and egg. <laughs> Bologna. Do you fry it? Fuck civilized man. What do you think? You do a slice down the middle because the bitch be bubbling. Dude, you know what? The, you know what? And the, you put it in the skillet. You know what the whitest answer is? Hmm. Just guess. What do you think mine is? It's just straight mayo. Just ma- <laughs> <laughs> mayo. Salad? I've struggled before. I've had that. It's uh, not delicious. No, dude. Um, spam. No. Uh, Vienna sausages. I like I like spam. No, mine is just mac and cheese. 
Oh, white people love mac and cheese. Forty tuna like, in like, it? like 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 no, I don't like tuna. Like, I'm talking like I'm talking like that sixty cent great value mac and cheese. I can eat that every day of my life. You know that scene? You I know for a fact you both have seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You know that scene where he's just making the mac and cheese in his trailer? Based. That's yeah. Like that's just like I can do I that don't every day. Eat mac and cheese. I eat shells and cheese. Shells and cheese. Okay. That's well, like, I'm sorry. I'm not on the fucking famous band. Is it extra forty cents? Like <laughs> I, I guess. I don't like Velveeta. You don't like Velveeta? No. Stop the cap. That's, <laughs> that's not liquid gold to me, buddy. Stop the cap. Listen. Whatever. <laughs> I need to get you guys off my fucking podcast. Hold Bye. on. All right. We're going to have to wrap up here. We're almost at two hours. Holy fuck. I want to thank Aaron and DJ for coming on one more time. It has been amazing. I hope you guys took as much out of this as I did. Um, hey, where can we find you guys? You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Google, Amazon Music, anywhere you can search the Exiled Martyr. We're the first page of Google. Google us. Google it. Really? I mean, it's that, it's that easy, huh? It's that easy. We're the first thing that pops up. We hey, man, do you hate your parents? Do you love metal? Come on, dog. Talk to us. Give them a... <laughs> Are you a fan of uh, The Thing and Dead Space? Check out our new EP. It's a concept EP called Novum Phenom. Oh, that sounds yes, fucking sir. You sweet. You like the Black Dahlia Murder as, as Blood is Black? Check us out. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. Go ahead and give it a go ahead and give it a, a check out. It's pretty lit. It's bussin', as the kids like to say. <laughs> Make sure to follow me on basement underscore dwelling underscore Jacob on Instagram. Make sure to follow me on TBD underscore Jacob on Twitter. Follow me on YouTube at the Basement Dweller. Everybody have a super good night. Aaron, DJ. Thanks for coming on, guys. Thanks for having us, dude. Thank you, bro. Thanks for coming down to the basement. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, leave a rating and review to help other people find out about the show. Got a question? Email Jacob at tbdmanchild at gmail.com or find him on Instagram at basement underscore dwelling underscore Jacob. Twitter at tbd underscore jacob and youtube the basement dweller we will see you real soon